BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Testing. Testing? Testies. Testies. One, two, three. I don't know shit about fuck. Bullshit. I like sucking penis. Legit fat podcast. Yeah, right. Welcome back to Legit Bat Podcast for the uh, year-end edition. Hope everyone had a great Christmas and, well, New Year's is tomorrow, so make sure you party super hard and forget that you even had this year. We're going to go into some, you know, highlights of the year or lowlights, however you want to call it, but I want to start out by just thanking everybody for the last year. It was I never thought when we started this we'd have any listeners, but to see the, the amount of people that listen to every single show is pretty crazy, and it's awesome. And thanks to the Patreon subscribers and Rockfin subscribers, too. That's my screen just disappeared. All right. There we go. And thanks for uh, putting up with our technical difficulties that we always have. Yes. Anyway, we got Ron from New England, Ryan Dean from Dangerous World, Dave Zed from Generation Zed, and Mark from My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. So let's go around the horn like we always do and just... uh, I mean, if you've listened to the show, you're, you're familiar with these dudes, but just go around the horn, give us your quick plugs, and then we'll get going. Dave, we'll start with you. Uh, you can find me. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for all the times this past year that, that you've had me on. Thank you for, even for inviting me to all the, the, the instances where I couldn't make it. But um, without uh, further ado, you can find me at um, Generation Z Podcast, no capitals, no spaces on Instagram, on Twitter at Podcast Z, mainly on YouTube, Spotify, Podbean, or Apple Podcasts at Generation Z Podcast, or um, at patreon.com slash Generation Z. And thank you so much again, guys. It's been a, it, I want to say great year. I mean, it's been a great year meeting all of you, uh, to tell you the truth. That's one of the great things, but. Of course, dude, we always enjoy having you on Ron from wicked planet. Hey everybody. Hey, thanks for having me on as well, Joe. It's good to see Jen, Dave. I haven't seen you in a while. Good to see your brother, Mark. Talked to him earlier, Ryan. I talked to Ryan all the time. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really cool show. But uh, you can find me on Instagram at Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet Podcast. And uh, the Wicked Planet Podcast, it's everywhere you listen to your podcasts. 
Anywhere you can find all these guys, you can find me. Just go out there and do a little work and try to find us. You'll probably show up if you just search any of our names, too. Ryan. Yeah, man. Dangerous World Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, pretty much. Um, and, uh, you know, Patreon, always working on that. Patreon.com slash Dangerous World Podcast. Um, Instagram, Dangerous World Pod. That's about it. I don't really mess with the other social medias too much. I'm actually in the process of getting the Facebook over into my name because there's still some things that we haven't done since Brandon's left the show. So that's one thing. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, Happy New Year to everybody. Um, is it New Year's or New Year? I say New Year, but a lot of people say Happy New Year's. New Year's is? I don't know. Uh, happy New Year. Okay. But yeah, thank you, uh, Legit Bat, for having me on, dude. This is always real fun. Oh, yeah. And last but not least, Mark. Hey, always fun to be here on the Legit Bat podcast with some of my favorite people nonetheless tonight. Like Ron said, he joined me earlier. And uh, if people want to check out what we talked about, stay tuned at MyFamilyThinksSomeCrazy.com. I'm doing a lot of new things with the show. And as you may know or may have noticed, my buddy Dave here and I and Camden do a show called The Elemental Philosophorum, where we talk about all the different elements on the periodic table of elements, and we're taking them one by one. So stay tuned yeah, for been that because we just got started. That's it's really been a great good. I've, I've been listening to all of those, actually. Yeah. It was oh, all yeah. Mark's idea. So I forgot to introduce Jen, too. Hey, Jen, how's Hi. it going? Hey, no put, big deal. Put your mic a little bit. There you go. Right. Yeah, well, anyway. last time it was loud as fuck, so. <laughs> I, well, I, I turn it down. I fix it this time. Okay. So did you guys bring anything like any highlights of your year in particular or any crazy events that have happened? I mean, we're all, we're all aware of like January 6th and you know, Delta and Omicron and all the shit that I mean, this year was just kind of like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was fine with me. I, I didn't have a problem with it. But for a lot of people, it kind of sucked. So who wants to start? What What stood out to you the most over this year? Honestly, I felt like <laughs> This is not just my experience. I think I've talked about it with multiple podcast friends. It feels like 2020 and 2021 blended together. Like a lot of times this year, I had these like memory lapses that, you know, given I do smoke weed, you guys might notice that as the show goes on, I probably will start doing that uh, tonight. But I promise you, I will try to stay on track here. But either way. I think a lot of people have had these weird memory lapses where they're like kind of mixing or blending, you know, like fall 2020 with like this past fall that just uh, occurred. So something interesting about that, when they say global reset, new world order, we have the same old calendar, but I don't know, it feels a little different. That's, that's just my uh, take on it. But I, I try to have the more etheric angle, you know, I mean, I don't keep my finger on the pulse of, of what, what's going on. Ron actually just informed me the other day about it was either Ron or Ron, was it you that told me about what happened with Ghislaine Maxwell? I forget who I was talking to. And they're like, oh, Ghislaine yeah. got uh, got called guilty. You know, I'm like, oh, wow. OK, thanks for telling me. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's that's my take on on 2021. It feels like it's blended together with 2020. I would have to agree. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll go next. Mark, that wasn't me that talked about Ghislaine Maxwell, you know, and that was uh, pretty much news everywhere. And I just kind of blew it off because there was no 
There's no surprises there, like none, zero surprises. She put, you know, she was found guilty on five of six charges. Now we're not going to know anything else. And I guess the stipulation in that was that all the documents and all the information from that trial, from this point forward, are sealed documents. So we're not going to get any names about anybody else or anybody else that's involved. And we all know who was involved. So, no, Mark, that wasn't me, but uh, <clears throat> just I another shit show. I remember who it was now. Yeah, just, just another shit show uh, distraction trial. That's all that was. Right. We, we didn't get any information on any of that. But but Mark and I were talking earlier how, like, 2021 and 2020 to kind of just blurred together to be one year. You know, it, it really, when we start thinking back, the last two years have just been – just flew right by. I mean, well, they flew by for a lot of us, maybe for a lot of people that didn't. But – uh just so many stupid things repeating themselves over and over and over again. It's hard to, it's hard to remember if it was 2021 or if it was 2020. So I'll go the last two years have been nothing but a cluster. You know what, but, uh, but hopefully 2022 will bring something good. I know 2021 was a big year for all of us, right? Our our shows all, well, I mean, guys that have been established like Ryan and Joe Dave. I mean, well, all you guys just kind of took right off. Uh, but my show really uh, started doing really well. Uh, of course, I didn't start it until February of 21. And uh, but yeah, so I think it's been like a. They say we're in this mass awakening, and I kind of got to agree with some of that. I think a lot of people get tired of the narrative. They're getting tired of all the lies. They're catching on to the lies. Look at there's people in some countries are up to four or five shots right now, and they're still <laughs> getting sick. I mean, okay. So if I got, if I got, yeah. So if I got vaccinated three times for something and I still got it, boy, I'd have to question that. But uh, anyways, let's, let's just look forward to 2022 and let's, uh, let's hope it's a little better. Mm. I think the people that are awake, I think that 2020 and 2021 blended for them. I think the people that are still following the narrative and are super scared, possibly maybe they, some things did stand out to them because they had that fear and they're paying attention to the news. So all of the events that are occurring are like staples to them. Whereas we're just like, Oh God, another bullshit narrative, another ridiculous story. That's not true. And it's just on and on and on. And I, I don't know if 2022 will be that different for people like us who pay attention. I don't know. Yeah. Dave, you got anything over there? Two is going to be pretty chaotic, honestly. I'm not trying to be like a downer, but like, for example, Kronos, I don't know if you guys have heard of Kronos, not the God, but the the uh, the payroll, um, the payroll that that handles multiple major companies. Um, and yeah, sure, there's this demonic reference to Kronos, but Kronos is also the God of time. So this is why they named it that. Um, but yeah, like I've been getting paid for the last three weeks um the same rate that I worked and I work hourly so you know like I'm going in and and trying to get my job done as quick as possible there's no incentive for me to actually uh like do my job properly and like spend a little extra time because Kronos is just down dude and my boss has told me like hey you know it's going to be down for a little while and I said like oh did the Russians hack it or what happened you know and they just kind of laughed about it and they're like well we don't know it's like well you know it's either Russia or China or it's just like you know the, the United States government's doing it to set up what else is happening because the economy is going to something's going to catch up dude the this mm-hmm. Christmas was the highest uh you know net profits for for like consumer goods out of all these different years like on record most shit has sold in 2021 so how does that make any sense 
when a bunch of people aren't fucking making money, no one's, you know, are we allowed to cuss? I know that we usually are, but we're live streaming. Yeah. Well, Ron censored himself, so I didn't want to be that guy that's like just dropping them left and right. I, I know. I'll Ron, do it what, if you what don't. I'll I think I said fuck point. like one of the first sentences I said. I don't know what's going on. Sorry, Ron. I thought that I thought that we were good to go with this stuff, but you know, it's uh so yeah. Um, but it's just what are you talking? What are you talking about, Ryan? The purse? No, you're talking you talking about I yourself. censored myself? I'm a conspiracy boy. Didn't he not? Did he, didn't you censor yourself? Didn't you say like uh didn't he, am I you crazy? Said freaking you said freaking or something. He's from New England. Everyone says freaking fuck off. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know. I'm not paying attention. Yeah, I swear a lot. You should listen to our show we did the other night. Oh, I did. Well, I know you did, but you censored yourself. That's what took me back. I thought maybe I didn't read like something in an email that said like no cussing on this one or something. Oh That's no, that will right. never We're... happen on our show. That's what I Jen thought. Is, but okay. Jen is right. In New England, we do say freaking a lot. And okay. wicked. Well, I would and not wicked, know. Of course. But yeah, yeah no, right. it, it's just very interesting what's going on. And it doesn't seem like anything is really caught up as far as, you know, all the, you know, the layoffs. I know here in Pima County, we're going to lose a bunch of sheriffs to the mandates. Um, that's going to have an effect. And uh, I think 2022 is going to be like a make or break type type year, dude. Honestly. It does seem like it's coming to a head. There's uh, so many... So many different things all converging at the same time. You've got, you know, the World Economic Forum saying there's going to be a cyber attack. They said that months ago. And I think that the the outage of the Amazon uh, web services and all that deal a couple weeks ago, probably probably a beta test or something. And then there, before that, there was the Facebook outage, Instagram outage. So it seems like they're just like beta testing this shit and getting ready for it. And it would play right into an economic collapse because... If there's a big cyber attack, like you're saying with Kronos, which is weird, they uh, do our time cards too. Uh, it would, it would be so easy to crash the whole system. Not not even with an EMP. It could be a digital EMP, you know, like a, a yeah. hacker EMP that just shuts everything down. And then what do we do? We don't have phones or any, you know. Did they tell you about that, Joe? Did they tell you for your employer that Kronos was done? I didn't hear anything about that, and I've still been getting paid so hopefully it's not <laughs> well yeah we're we're getting paid too but i mean maybe check emails or something because that's very interesting if if you guys are able to make it work and then my company huh. my employer is not able to make it work that's bullshit you know what i mean but you're, you're talking about the actual time clock right like when yeah you punch so in? We okay i don't know how you guys punch in we punch in on our phones like they give us a separate phone that we use and we punch in on our phones so i have two oh, no. yeah no, we punch in with our uh, ID badges. There are RFID badges, and you uh, walk up to yeah. it. It's like a near field thing, and you sign in or you clock in like that. So maybe it's a different system. Huh. It well, is has, called has Kronos. Has your paychecks though. been the exact same the entire time? No, because it's been uh, peak season. So we've been making a lot of OT. So they've been much higher than usual. Interesting. Well, maybe I'm just getting fucked. But yeah, it seems like there's a lot of a lot of companies. I just read the list of companies that were down. I didn't see uh, your employer on there. But yeah, no, it's very interesting that, that that's the case. Good Weird. news for you, though. <laughs> yeah. Dave, what do you think about this? You, 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 I know you got something to say. Let's go, buddy. <laughs> I, I usually always have something to say. Well, first off, uh, the, 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 the benefits is I, I can't be more than thankful enough for meeting all you guys truly and for creating this community, which is then, you know, 
extended uh i don't i don't even want to say an an, ol an olive branch really a, a trunk to people that have just been looking for this type of content right whether it's more independent or otherwise so first and foremost i want to thank you guys and, and everyone that supported the uh, my show on my end and stuff like that i seriously can't be more uh more grateful um now that's one of the great things about this year i have to say uh now on the other side of things I would, would like to fully agree with what our uh, good friend here, Ron, said, which is that, um, again, it's it, it's be, at least to me, it's become obvious that they're creating the problem and then the solution. And what surprised me, though, about this past year more than anything is the uh, I mean, there's quite a few things, but if I had to sum it up. It's the amount of I, I'm maybe this is just me, but I'm just shocked at the amount of cheap parlor tricks that are used by world leaders that we I mean, I don't want to say we I used to think up until even two to three years ago that they were corrupt. They were using tricks. But I was thinking to myself, you know, they got to have the upper hand in some way or another. You know, these people have connections there. It's just cheap parlor tricks. They're using the law when it suits them. And then they're not when it doesn't. That's what I seem to, to find the case in, in most instance, instances. Now, Again, it, that's just with respects to, to COVID and fear-mongering. Now, in a much bigger picture, and we can maybe say COVID is a part of that, which it maybe is, um, whatever's happening with, with the World Economic Forum, sorry, my cat keeps trying to drink my tea, um, whatever <laughs> keeps happening with the, uh, with the World Economic Forum and, and all of this, I can't pinpoint it. And I have not much, but some evidence to suggest, and I do want to be totally honest that Aside from the evidence I've gathered, the rest is purely just intuition. So I'm going off of nothing here. But whatever or whomever are trying to, to push this agenda forward of a sort of one world order, social credit score aspect, I'm of the humble opinion. I don't think it's human to tell you the truth. And whatever's doing this, um, speaking to, to Joe and Jen's, Jen's point of everyone waking up, or at least a lot of people are, I think they're rushing it, whatever they're doing. Um, and and what I what I mean by that is, for example, we see AT and T and Verizon delaying the um, the the mass dissemination of five G until January fifth. So you say, okay, you have that, but then you have, for example, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook going full force with the metaverse thing when they had initially planned to go full full force next year. I'm not saying that there's a bunch of people all in dark rooms and everybody's in on it. I'm just saying that I what am. I. <laughs> I look in some cases, I think it does happen to tell you the truth, but uh, there have been some real world examples there. But what I see is that it's, again, the amount of cheap parlor tricks, just like with the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, like Ron said, they freaking shut the thing and goodbye. Even they, I believe, don't quote me on this, they let go, they dropped the charges against the two guards that falsified the records that just came out today, if, if I'm not mistaken. So again, we all, like Ron said, we knew where that was going. But on a much grander scheme of things, it seems like whatever negative force, whether physical or otherwise, is behind this sort of attempt to control all of us on a mass scale, is losing its grip a bit. It, just my opinion. I, I, I could be wrong. But whatever it is, is I think that the cheap parlor tricks are showing because something's had to have been ushered in more quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, you could, you yeah, could talk about economics with COVID, you name it. I think we all kind of agreed with that last year with the COVID stuff. They seem to push so hard so fast that that's kind of what snapped everybody out of it. Like, whoa, what's going This is ridiculous. Why are you pushing this so hard? And I think that had a, a big uh, part in waking a lot of people up. But Well, 
sorry, I just wanted to say this. What you got Trudeau oh, go saying just the other day? He said, "Oh, kids, you know, in Canada, they sent the national broadcast to all everybody." I know you're excited from ages five to eleven. I know you kids are excited to get your shot. I can swear here, right? <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck is ex- who the what what We're, like? I I don't give a shit about Trudeau, but I mean, that's what I mean by okay, this is just basic cheap parlor trip. How do people not freaking see it? Like, it's not even about pro-science, anti-science. I'm not pro-vaccine nor anti-vaccine. My issue is you can't even have an opposing conversation about the other side of the the aisle of that debate. And then you got world leaders saying, kids, I know you're ready, ages five and up to get your shot. Again, I'm not trying to, you know, make it polarizing, but it's it, it could have been, kids, I know you're ready for uh, five and up for your bottle of orange juice. I would have I would say, okay, what's in the orange juice? You know, yeah. and the problem I have is not that they don't know what they're doing. It's that they know what they're doing. And that the, the if we're going to talk vaccine, just look at DARPA. Look at these these big pharma companies. Now, all of a sudden, we're supposed to trust them. The shot that I was supposed to take this time last year that Trudeau said AstraZeneca is totally fine for people my age. That Trudeau said you can mix is not even allowed in Canada anymore. So what if I got the shot last year and I fall right into the category of ages 18 to 25 heart attacks? I'm perfectly Which fine. Which is happening a lot, too. Yeah, like I'm... I, I, I'm 23 years old, about to be 24 early next year. I caught, apparently I caught Omicron uh, this last week. Look, I'll tell you, my personal experience, it's just a bad cold. I'm already pretty over it. Like, it's just a bad cold. That's it. So, sorry. Yeah, there's the- billboards and stuff saying that that heart attacks are going to be more common in kids in California and stuff like that. Like, there's, there's, and they're just yeah. promoting, they're, they're laying the seeds there so that, you know, if you're if you're seven or eight year old, God forbid, has a heart attack, that's just it's normal now. You know, it's it, it's well, really messed up, man. Um, our friend, sorry, our friend from Char- Charlie and macroaggressions, he tweeted to yesterday. He made me laugh. He he tweeted that article you referenced, Ryan, and he goes, "What did heart attacks take a fucking sabbatical?" And yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, back, yeah. It's insane, oh, just like dude. the flu did. The flu took a sabbatical too. Have you seen all those articles? Uh, yeah. I think it was ABC. There's a couple other ones that are like, after a year off, you know, much much needed break because the flu is just tired of having to do this every year. It might be back this year. Like how how retarded yeah, is this? It, it kind of lends credence to the idea that every single strain of every flu or cold or whatever is released by the government. If that really is the case, if they're saying that, then COVID just took over the flu's job, right? Or yeah. they just called the flu COVID, which is what Ron. Well, that's what I think. <laughs> that's what logical people would think. But if you're going to try and and you know see the world from their perspective and what they're trying to push out, then you would be like, okay, well then like where'd the flu go? Because it didn't. One of these things like this doesn't just go away. You know what well, I mean? I was in the Bahamas. You know, just taking a taking yeah, a trip dude. with kids, it, hanging out. Much needed. It, it was taking a trip with its kids, Delta and Omicron. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's been working since eighteen twelve. It just needs to relax a little bit. So yeah, <laughs> it's stupid. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. It's I, it doesn't make sense. But yeah, man, there's a that I just did that episode, and Joe, you kind of mentioned something about that Adam and Eve CIA thing that that you were screaming at your phone because I couldn't remember it. Um, yeah, well, in all, in all credit, it, Jen sent me that first, and then I forwarded it on to you, and then you that lady happened to mention it on your show, which is crazy. Dude, that, honestly, one of my favorite episodes I've ever done, not just this year, but in general, the Celeste Solemn lady talks about a lot of the stuff that, like, uh, Dave would, would be into from just from what you were mentioning. It's fascinating, the idea that, you know, it's not, it's, the, the reason that they're rushing this whole thing, in her opinion is that we're, we're about to face, by 2050, the sixth and final extinction-level event. And this isn't just an extinction-level event where, like, 90% of life dies off. 
they're trying to turn the earth into a massive blood sacrifice. And so what they're going to do at the end of this is turn it into a neutron star. That's what CERN's up to. They have particles that can travel down to the center of the earth. Uh, she believes that they could allegedly uh, carry, you know, parts of souls with them. I mean, she's I, a very Christian lady, um, but it, it was just fascinating, very scary. But at the same time, it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. And then she also says that, you know, um, Moderna and Pfizer technology is aerosolized. It's on your tomatoes. It's on your apples. So like whether you're getting the vaccine or not, you're getting the vaccine, dude. If you buy fucking any food from grocery stores or anything like that, you're you're still consuming it. I remember I hearing just... about that a couple months ago. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry, I just want to say that, Ryan, I fully agree. Um, and I'm not saying that as if it's fact, I'm, but I'm very open to that very strongly because, I mean, for example, I just came across uh, some research just uh, yesterday that I was showing to the our Patreon members a couple hours ago uh, about how essentially a FOIA, thanks to the Black Vault uh, guys at theblackvault.com, they got a FOIA request where there was an email conversation with documents as well, uh, some of them redacted, granted, but you had... NSA employees talking to Department of Justice employees about over email about implants in the mind, people in the Obama administration, Hillary Clinton, uh, uh, regardless of political party. And, you know, they're being implanted in their sleep. And in these emails, this one individual is telling the other, please, I know you have the the uh, the resources to get this shit out of my head. Um, and this is on a FOIA request, like a FOIA thing. So, I mean, at this point, I mean, I think I don't think I could write a comic book or a, a novel that would sound crazier than what's happening in reality. I mean, for, to, yeah. to bring it back very quickly to what Ron said about COVID, you know, someone just recently joined my Patreon, a very nice lady from New York. She goes, Dave, I've been watching your show for about six months. I honestly, I giggled at some of the stuff you said, but up until about a month ago, she's like, I, I, I realized she goes, I, I was pro vaccine. I was pro science, but she goes after my second jab, she goes, this is too much. This is ridiculous. Like, this is way too much. So, and I mean, Ryan, you, yeah. And we're hoping it's not too late at that pro... point because there's a lot of people that have done that. Yeah. Right. Right. We have a lag here. What happened to like, you know, accepting like two sides of, of different aspects of, you know, you can be pro-science and pro-religion at the same time. You know what I mean? Like that one doesn't exclude the other. I think back in like the early 1900s, they made like this war against religion, probably even farther back, you know, like during the, like, the, the creation of the Bavarian Illuminati, they, they seem to be trying to pit science against religion for some reason. And I think that, you know, this is a multiple hundred year plan, I think yeah. that we're seeing unfold and we may be living at the end of it. I don't know. Um, but, you know, we can't say that it's not interesting, you know what I mean? So like, at least we're living in interesting times. Ryan, brother, yeah. we got to chat after. We, we, we're we going to go down some rabbit holes. I'm down, let's dude. Do Fuck it. Let's do it now. I, yeah, I think what, the... what rabbit holes? I was about to say, I feel like, you know, as much <laughs> as I agree with the sentiment, I think it might not be that uh, simple that it was solely orchestrated by one group. I think there's a lot mm. of things that contributed to the overall yeah. scientism being rooted now. And the elite families definitely have a part of that. But... I think it just goes back to really a, a paradigm that exists within society where people who are in the know naturally want to keep the knowing, you know, to themselves. They want to be the only ones who know. And uh, when it comes to the modern world, we have ultra high technology secrets that they're keeping secret. We have, you know, like you just mentioned with the whatever memory wipe technology they're going to use to to take that out of his brain 
but my opinion is is it's not as simple as like the bavarian illuminati what's interesting is i was just researching theosophy and this guy who is a big figure in theosophy for those who aren't familiar uh, madame blavatsky was a big theosophy writer and there's a lot of other people who were writing at this time and spiritualism was a big part of the atmosphere in the 19th century in the 17th century maybe the later 17th century but uh the point being is this guy theodore Roos, when he set out to make this theosophical society he intended on recreating adam weishaupt's bavarian illuminati and i found that really startling and interesting when you consider how far theosophy went uh, within different secret society groups and whatnot. So there's definitely a case to be made that there are secret societies maybe connected through theosophy who contributed to what exactly you were just talking about there, Ryan, where there's this kind of pitting one against the other, spiritualism versus science. And it might just be because at that same time, there was a lot of people taking advantage of this interest in these sorts of things to do phony seances and hoaxes and whatnot. And I think uh, that only aided the people in the upper echelons, so to speak, because it gave them a convenient, uh, you know, cover basically to participate in occult activities to the average person they would just find that silly and you know people who were a part of these secret societies let's say somebody walked in on their meetings or whatnot you know they can just explain it away as they were entertaining themselves it was a party trick you know they weren't doing anything occult or, or dangerous by any means right but you know if we consider what's gone on since there's definitely some dangerous things that can happen if you participate in the occult you know jack parsons is a very well-known case of of that kind of thing so yeah i think a lot of the stuff that went on during that spiritualism era in like the early 1900s i think a lot of it was just hokey weirdness i don't i mean you know table tipping and all, who cares what are you trying to accomplish with these seances and everything that you're doing i think a lot of it was just like dave was saying earlier just like parlor tricks but there could be a lot of other stuff behind it too that was real that we probably don't know about like mark was saying well if i just wanted to clarify when i say parlor tricks i mean more so parlor tricks that current world leaders have pushed on to us um i if the me of six months ago was not nearly as open to the concept of i guess what we would refer to as magic if you want to call it that but um i i do i hate to use the word believe but i also don't want to sound like a smart ass but i would use the term ideological subscription to this whole concept of specifically what uh ryan and mark were speaking on uh, especially with the episode that uh, ryan said he just recently did I, I'm just going to say it straight up. I mean, I don't want to sort of take over the show and ramble on, but I, I'm right now, I am of the opinion, personal opinion that, like Mark said, there's a lot of moving parts, but the overall, the overarching agenda has stayed in place, in my opinion, for however many hundreds or thousands of years, with the exception of some, some, you know, possible, you know, openings, if you want to call it, but I'm just going to say it. I believe that uh, right now the, the these shapeshifters, if you will, are the ones that are not all of them bad, not all of them good. But I would say they're the ones that have, in my opinion, incursed, incursed themselves in the upper echelons now, of society. When you say shapeshifter, do you mean like a human entity, a human looking entity that can shapeshift? Do you mean like a, 
like a, another form of being, you know, reptilian or maybe like what the, I don't know if like uh Wendigo or Wetiko are considered like, uh, not Wetiko, but what's the um, skinwalker. I don't know if that's considered uh, a reptilian or not. Oh, but, not but, um, are you talking about that sort of thing? Or are you talking about a different sort of, sort of shapeshifter? Uh, speaking on two different kinds of things, but not limited to these two as I'm thinking of, um, uh, beings that don't look like they're they're bipedal humanoid two arms two legs that whole concept but they do not look like us at all but they have what's called skin suits a combination of extremely advanced uh, holographic technology and which is not far-fetched in that regard and um and in a combination of actual like you know flesh uh, there's that and then there's also ones that i believe literally the biological shape-shifting of the of the eyes the mouth the forehead the the hands um yeah, the, everything. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I would say you're fucking crazy too. Now I'm like, you know what? Anything's pretty possible. I I think yeah. there's so much technology that's hidden from us that we have no idea what the fuck's actually going on. Well, but I did want to comment on uh, Ryan's thing about the uh, the cycles and the 25, 26 year, thousand year cycles. I I've always liked that idea from the uh, I think it's the Vedics or the Hindus or something where they they talk about the Kali Yuga cycles and basically. We, they think we're at the Kali Yuga right now, which is the, the shit, the bottom, you know, the the worst basically time and that it works its way back to the golden age in another, you know, 26,000 years or however long it is. But I, it makes sense to me. So I don't know where uh, sh reptilian shapeshifters fit into that, if that's just part, part of the Kali Yuga and the, these fuckers just pop up every every cycle just to fuck shit up and then it goes back to normal, but. Yeah, anyway, sorry, Dave, I cut you off. The way that she talks about these things, you know, and, and I hate to just talk about this episode, but it was just fascinating. I was really excited to have her on, um, you know, but to be clear, you know, I wasn't saying that, like, we can't, we, like, we're not pinning everything on the Illuminati, right? Like, right. I don't think that that's the case at all. Um, the big one that no one talks about ever, and I'm that's going to be my first episode of 2022, is the Pilgrim Society, man. No one fucking talks about these people. And they were founded in 1902 over in London, and then they came over to New York in 1903. And I mean, I haven't heard one person mention these people. I just stumbled upon the information. Now I've been doing deep dives. They're connected to Kamala Harris through Emhoff, her husband, the first uh, man, first second lady, right? I mean, like you got like all these weird situations. Uh, DLA Piper was the law firm that was really representing the Pilgrim Society. And essentially, the theory is that Queen Elizabeth is Emhoff's handler, Emhoff is Kamala's handler, and Kamala is Joe Biden's handler, because they're making it really seem like there is like constant chaos in the White House right now, like they don't get along. I think if they're telling you one thing, it's probably the opposite, or it's somewhere in the middle of, of the two. But, you know, I, I, I would the idea that Joe Biden is obama's inside guy like biden is running uh, obama's third term it's not him dude he doesn't know what the hell's going on this would be kamala harris that would be running his his third term and mm -hmm. it, it just fits right in with this stuff you got the trilateral commission that's yeah. heavily involved you have echelon a, a couple of you guys yeah. have mentioned echelon in a different context but the five eyes society which is literally all the Western civilizations that, you know, we think of really, you know, Australia, New Zealand, UK, uh, Canada, and the U S they There's all are doing a nine eyes. And then, a, and also a 15 eyes. 
Yeah, the Five Eyes is the main one, though, right? Because they report all their shit over to the UK. And this is what right. kind of like solidifies that theory that the Pilgrim Society is really some shit that you can't mess with. Because they were formed the same time when a lot of other societies and institutions were formed at the turn of the 20th century, right? You have the FBI, you have mm -hmm. the Fed, you have so mm -hmm. many things that really just kind of gave us the shaft as the middle class. We're, they're all coming about in, in the early 1900s. I, I'd be I interested actually to see what Ron has to say about these things too. I, because yeah, it's, I was it's, just going to ask Ron. Yeah, because I know that he studies a lot of these things too. But the FBI, dude, how corrupt can you get? And then the Federal Reserve, stealing money, dude, faking, printing, printing fake money. It's insane. I was going to add to that, Ron, do you see a difference now compared to, say, 30, 40 years ago in terms of the and obviously the tension is huge these days all over the world. But do you see a difference between now and back then in terms of people waking up? I hate to use that term because people throw it around so much, but you know what I what we mean? <clears throat> OK, so my furthest back memory is when uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a little horse still uh, was I remember the first time I really remembered people speaking out or talking about anything or protesting or just anything like that, that I was, you know, perceiving. Uh, when I was young, that's when uh, all of the people were going off to the Vietnam War. And I, and I remember when uh, a couple of the people that worked for my family all got drafted, like three of them got drafted on the same day. And they all just kind of disappeared. Like one day they were at the shop and next day they were gone, you know, and then I remember all the you know, all the things on the news about that, but you never heard anything, anything crazy about the FBI. You never heard anything crazy, like never even heard of the CIA or NSA or any of that stuff, you know, when I was a kid. And, and, it, and, it, and I didn't even really hear about any of that stuff until I started getting into my uh, late 20s, early 30s, you know, because I had some, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Had some... Uh, some things going on with the with the FBI when I was in my late twenties and thirties. Sorry, Willow, come on. And uh, but anyways, after that is when I really started getting more in tune to you know what they were doing because even like the situation that I had to go through, you know, it was nothing like like it just shattered my perception of what of what the FBI was uh, because I was being investigated by the FBI. Let's just say that, and, and I was thinking to myself, man these guys aren't as smart as they want everybody to believe that they are, you know, you know, at least in, in my situation. Uh, and I mean, it was like 15 or 20 of us, they were investigating, you know, without getting too deep into it. Someday I know you guys would love to hear that story, but uh, we want to hear that story right now. I think. Yeah. Well, but it's, okay. well, it's, I, I, I grew up in a, in a, uh, let's just say I grew up in a family, you know, it's in New England. If you're a New Englander, you know what we're talking about. A connected family. I, I, I yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, and, and I had a position that I basically inherited, and I was kind of taken under the wing of these guys. And I'm talking real life, like real life gangsters, not like TV gangsters. And uh, so, anyways, long story short, you know, we were doing a lot of things back and forth, and that's just how that worked. And, and I'm not going to get into the whys and the whats and the hows, but. Uh, you know, someday we will, but, but anyway, so the whole time the FBI is investigating me, they've got all these, uh, tapes, like they had to give my lawyer all these tapes, like, like after I got arrested, you know, tapes during discovery of all the phone taps and in the background, you can hear them saying, man, this kid, 
like like they speak in code they have their own language they're not telling us anything they're talking around us how how are we gonna how are we gonna nail these guys these are the fbi agents talking to each other and i'm like oh my god i don't know it's kind of funny so 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 when the fbi came to came to uh uh you know chat with me have a little talk with me uh yeah, we went for a drive in the car. And of course, you know, they're using all these scare tactics, which, you know, I had way worse people, you know, taught me all about the scare tactics, like way before the FBI did. And I'm like, yeah, well, you're probably not going to get anything out of me. So so as soon as I said that, they turned the car right around, took me right back to the shop, dropped me off. And I'll say, yeah, we're going to call your lawyer, let you know what the next move is. I said, OK, whatever. See you later. So so they called my lawyer and they go, uh, well, obviously, he's not going to tell us anything. He's got amnesia or whatever. So uh, why don't you just have him turn himself in next week sometime? Like, like they didn't even give me a day. They didn't even give me a day to go turn myself in, you know, because of the nature of the case and the people we were dealing with. Like, uh, like these guys weren't nobody you messed with. Yeah. So anyways, when I get there and I'm looking at all these charges they have against, so like 15 charges, you know, including Rico, which is racketeering. And, and I'm looking at, I said, are you guys serious? Like you think you're going to charge me with all this stuff? Well, no, but we figured that if we throw enough out of a couple of them will stick. And the FBI agent actually told me that. Jesus Christ. And, and, and from that point on, he goes, listen, we'll probably just get you for mail fraud because we could get your grandmother for that. And, uh, and, and ultimately, actually, that's what ended up happening. But, uh, but, but after he, he took me off to the side, he says, hey, he said, I want to tell you something. And this is right when I figured out that it was just a big game. It's all just a big game. He goes, as far as I'm concerned, you're a stand-up guy. We tried to get you to talk. You refused to talk. And not only that, you were kind of a smart ass and made us look like we were just like little guys, he said. He actually said that. He said, uh, but as soon as we discovered that you weren't going to say anything or you weren't going to talk about anything or you weren't going to throw anybody under the bus, uh, right then and there, my partner just kind of looked at each other. We said, that that's a stand-up guy right there. He said, because he's young. And I want to say I was probably 28 or 29 at the time. And uh, he goes, he's young and he's not scared. He said, there's but, nothing we could do. So there's nothing long we can story do short, they tried to recruit you? Well, no. I was well, just going to say that. Why would they be so positive towards you if they didn't want you to work for them? I was going to say you were <laughs> because... 28, 29. So this was the uh, m- mid-60s? No, yeah, right. <laughs> no, this was uh, er, early nineties, early nineties. Hey, uh, late, late early, uh, late eighties, early nineties. Were you that that guy that Michael Francis uh, said back in the you know back in the day they had connections right up into the White House? Were you the guy that was you know sending no. the messages to and from the the, the, no, the? no, no, but no, but funny enough. Uh, Michael Francis' family that he dealt with, uh, the family that I was dealing with, I believe was associated with that family. Oh, no way. Yeah, because that, that's, that's how that works. You have the five major families out of New York. Yeah. And of course, this this whole hierarchy doesn't really work like this anymore that I know of. Right. Uh, because it's been quite a few years now. But but so you have the five major families and then you have all the other families but each, you know, you know, like you have uh, New Hampshire was always neutral, so we didn't have any of that going on. Uh, and, and in actuality, what these folks told me was that they were, they were grooming me uh, to run the state of New Hampshire for them. That was I... that was that was my plan for the future for this particular family. 
Because they knew yeah, you yeah. weren't a fucking rat, dude. That's G. Well, That's well, super not only G. that. Well, these guys knew me since I was four or five years old. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like they watched me grow up respect. and taught me a lot. So if I ever tell you a story, I said, "Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you," or or Mark, I've given Mark advice like this. And what have I said before? When I was a kid, I had this old gangster tell me X, Y, Z. Like those are true stories. I don't make those up. Right. So these guys knew me since I was, you know, a little kid growing all up. And they're like, ah, man, Ronnie, he's pretty clever. We probably should deal with him more than his father because because he's a lot more diplomatic about things than his father. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so that was kind of cool. But but the point of the matter is, is, you know, we all have this perception of the FBI being this high and mighty thing. And, and, and all the time, like they had things going on with the mob. Like they were all working together. Like yeah. they were working all together. And, and like this FBI agent told me, he goes, listen, if it was up to me, you'd walk right out of here and this would be the end of the story. He said, but unfortunately, the government has spent way too much money investigating all you guys. And he says, and I know I'm going to get my ass reamed out because we're not getting anything for our money. You know, we're not getting anything for the government's for the taxpayers' money. I, Anyways, yeah, yeah. So it, it's a really cool story. I mean, we can get into it deeper sometimes down the road. But but the more I learned about the FBI, then I started learning about the CIA and the NSA. That was all like when I had a lot of downtime to read. And, and then later, and I, then you started questioning things. And, and I want to say uh, when I had gotten out of my federally funded vacation, that's right when uh, – like like I started getting into computers then, and then it was not too far after that the internet came into being like AOL America Online, and then as soon as that happened, and I would get online a lot, and then I would find these proverbial rabbit holes even back then, and I remember and I've said this uh, on uh, with Ryan on Dangerous World like like I started looking at things on Google when Google was brand new like my. My father-in-law at the time turned me on to Google. He goes, oh, did you ever hear about this Google thing? I said, no, nah, what the hell is that? And he showed me, I go, wow, that's really cool. Like you could just look anything up and it tells you all about it. He goes, yeah, check it out. So the I did that. Jeeves yeah. Days. Anyway. yeah. Yeah. Jeeves? Yeah. Uh, ask, ask Jeeves. I used to use Ask Jeeves. Yeah, no, you're right, Ryan. Yeah, I forgot all about that until you mentioned it. Uh, and then it was uh, Netscape, uh, Web Crawler. There was, there was all kinds of them back then. But anyways, uh, so, so now when you get older and you learn more about these government agencies, you know, the three-letter agencies, and then you find out that they're all in cahoots with the bad or, you know, perceived bad guys because the people I was working, I didn't perceive them as bad guys. They were friends of the family. You know, they weren't bad guys. We were the good guys. And, uh, and, and you start seeing all the things that they're doing back and forth. It's like it's just all one big criminal organization. Yeah. Like the whole government. All the organized crime families, even some of the outlaw biker gangs, which I have quite a bit of experience with, you know, they're all working together. It's all connected. It's like one big, what, what is, what does Charlie call it? Like the octopus of global control. Like, like they're all part of that on some level. So now that gives you all these other individual rabbit holes you could jump down. And that's when you find out that everything, it's just, it's just all one big game. It's all one big game and it's all connected. It just different tentacles do different things in my opinion man it all leads back at least on this earth to the house of windsor that's just my opinion because you have charles really uh i mean he had a hand in the hell's angels uh he has a hand a major hand with the pilgrim society uh but yeah dude i, I still do think that england really kind of runs shit on a on a pretty 
basic level. Uh, to add to that, I wanted to ask uh, to sort of incorporate Mark's uh, comments about moving parts in past history to incorporate what Ron just said and what Ryan just said. Uh, more of a question for for Ron, I guess. But do you, Ron, I, I've always, at least on, on my show, I've always tried to describe the, the concept of like what Mark says about lots of moving parts as sort of like take the five families concept, even though that's outdated, I understand, but scale that up. Do you, if we were to scale that up for a second, Ron, do you see any similarities between your, you know, I guess you could say past career, if you want to call it, and what's going on globally today? And I know that might sound ridiculous, but in terms of the criminality and the tactics, do you see any similarities? Because like Mark said, a lot of moving parts. It's just like I say on my show, you got five different families. The overarching goal is the same, but then there's the politics, the bullshit in between, right? So... Yeah, no, it, it's it is Dave. It's very similar. It's just a it's a much bigger scale now. It's a much bigger scale, like right. like like these bigger organizations. And, and when I was on glitching the code with Richard Willett, I was telling him, I said, uh, you know, in the James Bond movies, you have the evil empire, is Spectre. Mm-hmm. And Spectre says that they're everywhere. They're in politics. They're in law enforcement. They're in intelligence agencies. They are literally everywhere. Yeah, like that's really what it is now. Like, like if you could make a a, a parallel to to uh, what is what is shown in movies or whatever to what is in actuality, I think Spectre would be the number one because because now like because we're not getting run by the just just the Illuminati or the Jesuits or the uh, you know give me some examples of the other ones you know the 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 Bilderbergers the Pilgrim Society yeah. Yeah, uh, the Vril, all of them. I mean, it's just all one big thing, and it's almost like they took the leaders of all these different societies and sent them all to one location, and they all sat down and they said, "Listen, instead of us fighting each other," and I know for a fact this is how this works in my old world. Instead of us fighting each other, causing bloodshed, going to war because. Mob families go to war and, uh, you know, sanctioned or not. Why don't, instead of doing all that and working against each other, why don't we all work together? And instead of all of us getting crumbs, we'll all get much bigger pieces of the pie. It just is how we all go. How are we going to divvy up, divvy up the spoils, right? Like the higher ups get the bigger cut. That's just like back in the old days. You made your money, like like if you took in X amount of dollars, say for instance. 10%. Yeah, well, it would depend on how big it was. Uh, the bigger the pile, the percentages changed. So so say mm. you had a pile, you say, okay, so now I got to pay X up to this guy. And then from that point on, that guy has to pay up the ladder, up the ladder to the top of the rung. So the people at the top of the rung believe it or not, don't get the biggest part of the pie, but they get a lot of pieces of the pie. So so at, so at the end of it, their pot is actually bigger because they're getting paid by not just this guy that you paid up to. They're getting paid by that guy, this guy, that guy, this guy, this guy. Well, Ron, like like literally hundreds of people. So so yeah. their cut at the end is huge. If you got 12, 12 say, capos giving you each 10 grand a month each. Right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's and, a good example yeah. right there. Yeah. And also on top of that, I think to add to what you said, it also helps the ones at the top be more isolated from the actual crimes themselves. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Now, they're never they're never involved, and as a matter of fact, uh, that's that's why uh, it's just like if you take the president, like like in this situation, like the president, he don't do nothing. Mm. He sits back and he makes executive decisions and he writes down executive orders. It's up he, to he all the people. It's, it's all the uh, it's all the no. They're isolated. You never ever see a boss go down like like n- almost never. Because you don't know who the bosses are. Well, they all know who the bosses are, but the bosses were isolated. Now I agree with you, Joe. We don't know who the bosses are. And and, and I guess it's a it's a perfect example, like analogy to use. Like 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 I knew who my boss was, or technically who my boss was, because I was an associate member, but I knew who the higher ups were. But you had to know who your higher up had to finally answer to. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. There's there's one absolute person at the top of the food chain. And then you have everybody under that. Yeah. And I, and I think, and I think that that's, I don't think that that's what we're dealing with as far as when we talk about, you know, when we say the new world order, we think of that like on a global scale, right? Like, like, and I, and I'm starting to think, you know, we always beat up on the Rothschilds and, and you know, that the, the name is, uh, stands for red shield, you know, and this was a theory that I was, uh, bouncing back and forth with another podcast guy that the Rothschilds are actually the line of defense to the real people that are in charge. Like, like, so you have the Rothschilds, which we perceive to be at the top of the food chain in actuality the Rothschilds were a few rungs down and they're actually oh, yeah. guarding the people at the actual top of the food chain, which could be like the what you say, reptilians. Dave, could, could be the shape-shifting reptilians, could be the aliens, <laughs> the extraterrestrials, the who knows what. Well, what Can do you I... think about the UN being kind of at war with the World Economic Forum? Because that's kind of the way that I was seeing it is like, if you take like the Al-Qaeda versus ISIS idea, the UN would be Al Qaeda, which yeah, it's horrible. It does some awful, awful things, but they're organized and they're a little more humane when it comes to like if you're going to compare it to ISIS. And ISIS would be the World Economic Forum. Um, you see like partnerships and you see people kind of like at war with each other. And the last time that we really heard about the United Nations, as far as I remember, was Greta Thunberg speaking. And then after that, nothing but World Economic Forum shit. Yeah. Yeah, we call those, Ryan, we used to call those, I actually coined this term and these guys really liked that. It was actually at a meeting that was under surveillance. That's how they found out about me. Uh, we call those uneasy alliances. Okay. Yeah, you know it what makes I mean? sense, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, could I, I want to also, Mark, did you want to jump in, brother? I don't mean to. Well, I did have to say, um, you know, it seems to me, looking into this stuff for a little while now that it's not one group kind of like ryan was saying before and i didn't mean to uh conflate what you're saying i don't think that's what you're saying but um but yeah it definitely feels like there's a war for the reins of power and multiple groups kind of take the reins at different points in history and maybe now in the present the reins get changed, you know, interchanged between hands a little faster at a faster pace than uh, they did maybe before we had internet and air travel and all these other modern conveniences that have sped things up, you know? 
Oh, you're you're muted, Dave. Yeah, sorry guys. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to add to exactly to what Ron was saying. Um, I guess another word we can use are like the gatekeepers, the ones that stand between the real ones and then the ones that are sort of the surface level face of things. And then of course you got like the whole pyramid below. And then of course there's the other angle of things like the multiple heads of the snake type thing. Um, but that what seems to be interesting is that to add to that Marx thing of moving parts and the different factions and Ryan's concept of, you know, who the WEF is going at the UN and you name it. I, again, this is just a, a, a I call it a proposal. Doesn't mean that it's uh, true, um, but there is, I have, if I hadn't gone sick, it would have been out this week, this past week, but it'll be out next week publicly and on our, our Patreon about how I have full on via FOIA requests, just, you know, data digging and, and searching through the rubble, so to speak. I think I've put together a substantial amount of evidence to not factually state, but to, to suggest that there are multiple factions of human, what we call elites, you know, the rich, the corporate, you know, the, the CEOs, the politicians, that I, I kid you not, some of them have have sold out the human race. And I'm not saying it as if it's factual. I'm just saying the documents there to suggest this amongst a couple other things, but essentially sold out the human race to some physical beings, but non-human beings. And the, the deal that was made was that different factions, as Ron was saying, these different factions with different overarching uh, overarching agendas being the same, but you know, small little issues here or there, are aligning themselves with different factions of ETs, and they're joining in some cases. I got, I got a full-on document on this: the hive mind of whatever this particular species is. So, a quick example: Mark Zuckerberg. He just cares about himself. He cares about the concept of AI transhumanism meets aliens was sold on the concept of, you know, first blown away by aliens. And then all of a sudden it all sinks in and then goes, okay, so aliens are real. What do I want to do here? Do I want to sort of make my own breed? Do I want to do this or that? But then you realize, hold on, you're limited because the ones above you, the aliens are telling you what to do. So how do you feel powerful in your own bubble? You create this sort of manifestation of I'm a gatekeeper. I'm chipped into their hive mind in some cases, but at the same time, I also, they don't, they, I guess they don't like to say taking orders. They say sort of mediating as the go-between between the rest of humans who don't, who they believe don't are, are inferior to them, which I think is nonsense. Like humans thinking other humans are worthless. That's terrible. And then, you know, being the gatekeepers for these beings. So whenever a major order comes down, boom, you could do it. And who would be the perfect one to do it in this anecdotal example, Mark Zuckerberg, you got to, massive database of billions of people you know what i'm saying so i, I think yeah. there there is something there and i got the documents to, to 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 back that up not saying that i'm right i could very well be wrong but clearly there's enough there that i'll be presenting publicly next week to to suggest that this could be happening um an example recently, you bring up yeah. is actually really good with mark zuckerberg and and you know because obviously you know this is pretty well known in our little circle of, of conspiratorial people that, you know, Facebook is just lifelog. It, it's created through Harvard. Right. Um, what's his name? Larry, I forget his last, his last name. Larry, Larry the no, Larry Ellerson or something. He was the president of Harvard. Summers? Larry Summers. Yes. Thank Summers. you. Um, so that Harvard is a massive hub. And the reason that I bring up the idea of like the, the WEF world economic forum going against the UN is Klaus Schwab got his MBA at Harvard in either 1971 or 1972. And he specifically said he wanted to create some sort of organization 
that yeah. can combat the world the uh, UN, which started in 1945 after World War II, right? So to offset it, yeah. This... Yeah, he he. I think that they're very much going at war, and you have these people that are artificially picked to be, as you put it, the gatekeepers. And um, I mean, dude, they, I I honestly don't think Mark Zuckerberg's that smart. He's probably a little more intelligent than like you know the average human being. But I think that he's fed information. I mean, when you see him speak in front of Congress, dude yeah. doesn't look like he knows what to say at all. You know, versus I don't even know how to drink water. I would, yeah, I, you're right. I, I would go as far as to well, apparently that's the result of b these b uh, people becoming dehumanized. Um, different species call us Terrans, allegedly, you know, Terra, Earth. But apparently people, again, not saying this is bad nor good, um, but you'll see next week. But apparently people like Zuckerberg, Elon Musk have, I, this sounds a bit out there, but have been off planet, allegedly, to negotiate some type of, mediation between these beings whether they if it was more of a surrender than a negotiation or vice versa i i can't say nor do i believe it's for me to say but i mean it's again six months ago i would have said right, come on but i mean you look at the documents and it's like it's either this is one big disinformation campaign which i would have no problem admitting to yeah or there's some truth here and i'm, I'm open to either you see that dating back to eisenhower too right i mean at least I mean, yeah, at the very least, Eisenhower, at the very, I mean, there was, there seemed all within the mid 1950s, interestingly enough, the same time that this deal was signed with the Orion group with Eisenhower, there seemed to be a restructuring in the Vatican, restructuring in yeah. the House of Windsor, there seemed to be a restructuring in the military. Uh, later on, the DIA was created to offset the CIA because Kennedy knew there were rogue factions in there. And here's the thing, this is when the human element comes in, you can have as many laws in the, in, in the system as you want. But say, for example, we have a set of laws. And then I say, hey, uh, you know, Ryan, brother, listen, Let's not tell Joe, Jen, Mark, and Ron what we're up to. And, you know, let's go do our own yeah, little yeah. thing. Who's going to ever know? Because nothing's written on paper. Nothing's on record. And our loyalty is not to any, you know, constitution that all of us made. Our loyalty is just to me and Ryan. Ryan's loyalty is to me and mine is to his. Well, you the funding becomes very interesting at that point, too, right? <laughs> I mean, like, with the, like you know, I brought up the Trilateral Commission. It can was I, fascinating I the, when I'm the learning. I say the funding comes from Ron's old family, I would say. Right. It yeah. probably does, dude. Who knows? I, that's the thing. It's like, who who knows who's really funding these things? But like, if I'm not mistaken, Zygmunt Brzezinski was the one that brought up the Trilateral Commission. He brought it to, uh, was it Jimmy Carter? I know he was, he worked in his administration, but you know, it, it's just fascinating when you get into these little ideas of like, yeah, exactly what you're saying. There's this massive alliance, but then a couple people kind of break off. They're still somewhat loyal to this massive alliance. But then they start their own alliance and then it kind of trickles down. It's almost like a reverse pyramid, right? We have a lot of focus on, you know, the elites operating on this pyramid structure. It seems when you really dig into it, it's absolutely inverted. There's a massive yeah. group at the top and yep. they're all loyal to each other in a certain level. But then they trickle down. And then at some point at the very bottom, there's somebody that really is like, OK, I got tabs on all these motherfuckers. And well, they're doing their thing. I know that that they're doing all their things, but they don't know that I know that shit. You know, it's complicated, obviously. But I think uh, I think it's 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 really interesting you said that because Andreas Exertus mentioned this uh, on my show uh, like two weeks ago. The episode just came out this week, but he mentioned a concept that you reminded me of when you mentioned the pyramid being inverted. 
he says the the pyramid is almost like cut off in the middle so there's like this rhombus shape and then a triangle on top and people have this illusion of being able to go from the bottom to the top but really there's this gap and you make it too close to the top you get sacrificed on the altar you know that's how yeah. he phrased it but like the I top is not think accessible an illusion part. of control yeah. there you know and, yeah. and and the idea that you can make it to to be a part of that uh part of that you know upper echelon that's a uh you know psychological methodology that a lot of cults and secret societies play on you know and we're seeing it happen on a massive scale here with uh politics like i they, have a thought on that carrot. yeah I have a thought on that, Mark. Like, like if you look at the CN, the what is it, the all-seeing eye on the back of our dollar bill, isn't that top pyramid actually separate from the bottom of the pyramid? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. so that would say that the very top, higher echelon, is not accessible, plain and simple. So, if you, so if you take Dave and what Dave is talking about, where say this top pyramid could be. The extraterrestrials, the off-planet people, the shapeshifters, if you will, the the reptilians, like they're not ac- accessible. It just it could be simple because bloodlines, because that bloodline is not accessible to a human being. So the humans can go up as far as they can go till they hit that gap, and then they can make alliances with them, but they will never be them. I guess does that mm. make sense? Yeah. Can I mm-hmm. can I just throw my two cents in real quick? Say for example. <laughs> We all got a, all of us here, we got a big company and let's just say, for example, you know, uh, Ron, Ron is the CEO of this company and he says, you know, Hey, Ryan and Dave, uh, whatever we do, go out there on this, you know, go to this job site or whatever it is and go, you know, pick some stuff up or whatever, then report back to us. So me and Ryan go, and then we find whatever it is, some piece of technology or something like that, right? We're obligated to report it back to Ron or whoever. But if we just say to each other, Ryan, if no one knows but us, who's ever going to know? Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, take it home or something like this. It, it gets to the point where, say, for example, uh, Joe and Jen start hearing things, you know, around the company. Whispers that, you know, Ryan and Dave found something, but, you know, whatever. Say Joe and Jen take it to the official channels to Ron and say, listen, we got to do this properly. Did you guys find something? Yes or no. So me and Ryan, we go into that meeting with confidence because Ron will say, guys, you got to give up what you have. And we, me and Ryan would say, Ron, sir, what, what do you mean? We don't know what you're talking. If you want us to give you something that you think we have, you got to get us the file name or whatever, you know, as the, the way the government bureaucracy works. Well, here's the, the sort of bullshit sleight of hand trick. How are you going to get the file name if you don't know what the file's called? Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't. It, so it's just like when the, the, the president tries to call up Los, uh, the, the guys at the, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the folks at the Department of Energy have a totally separate classified clearance system than the White House, right? Uh, and the DOD. It, it's totally separate. And the president is only allowed up to level, I think, 17. And there's 32. And that's just what we know of within the DOD. Dude, 32. Yeah, yeah. It's the compartmentalization. The yeah. All right, sorry, 33, I think. Either or. Well, and the <laughs> FBI has no charter, dude. The FBI has zero charter. Like, they don't have any... There's no chain of command. There's no charter with... With the no, there's, I mean, you want to, I mean, this, I, I just want to say this, this whole thing with pedophilia and all that, I think aside for, I think it's multi-layered aside from the, the, the elites that are just so depraved and love that, that sickness. I think it's bigger than that as well. I think obviously there's the human trafficking angle, but I also think even larger than that, there's an experimental angle. There's a, 
uh, abduction angle, feeding angle. And the thing is, is that it sounds so ridiculous to an oppressed or suppressed society that it's just like what Ron said about that inversion on the bill. People are going to go, come on, you really, you believe that? And if you've, if you have, if you've had enough time, like Mark said, hundreds, if not thousands of years, even though there've been moving parts, this is what I meant at the very beginning an hour ago when I said that, my God, it's a fucking game. Like if you, if, if, if we right now with the tech that we had basic rocket ships, forget the alien stuff. And we went, we found another, another planet that had with a species that were innocent, but they were say, I don't know, three to 5,000 years behind us in every way intelligently technologically i mean if we wanted to be real pieces of shit i bet we could mess with their their world real easy and laugh at it so again it just makes you think i look i'm just i could be wrong but i'm just you know no dave dave no i understand what you're saying dave and and to touch on something else you were saying earlier how there's like like there really is no secrets even though there is secrets there really isn't secrets because somebody over here knows a little bit about something Somebody over here knows a little bit about something and then everybody has eyes on them. Right. So, so to get back to your analogy, if Ron said, Dave, Ryan, you need to go to job site a, and you're going to go over there and behind the dumpster, there's going to be a box. I need you to go pick that box up and I need you to bring that box back to me. Right. Right. And all of a sudden I look at my watch and I said, that's weird. Dave and Ryan are back. Well, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll give him about another hour. Right. And then an hour goes by. Oh, Dave and Ryan are back. You can bet the your ass that <laughs> you can bet your ass that somebody would come out of the shadows from somewhere, mm-hmm. show up wherever you are, because they will find you. Yeah. And help you help you relocate that box for Ron. And I think it's the same way in everything that we're dealing with, right? Yeah. Like like I, I mean, there's somebody there's moles in every agency, in every organization. I don't care what it is. There are moles. There's going to be somebody in the UN that's actually there getting intelligence for the World Economic Forum and vice versa. So they each know what's going on. So they're not going to be able to keep secrets. They might be able to keep secrets on certain levels. Like you say, like Joe says, everything is uh, compartmentalized. But there's going to be something leaks out somewhere. Like the best ship in the world takes on a little bit of water. Right. And right? I want one. And it one, only takes yeah. a little bit of water for that, for mm-hmm. that information to get out. And to, to top it all off, I, if I could uh, actually Joe and Jen, if you guys don't mind, I want to read to you something that uh, a, a high level official from the department of energy, who's, for now going to be off the record, but um, sent something to me and I'll, I'll share it with you guys here if you like, because uh, I think it fits perfectly. Yeah. this person said to me, uh, they wrote me a whole thing about data obfuscation and hiding things in plain sight and whatnot. But it says here, and that this actually adds to what Mark was saying and what Ron was saying about the, 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 the dollar bill and all that. But um, this person says to me, Dave, think about seeing an image of a puma, which is actually a panther but you interpreted it as a jaguar it's a bit of a yeah it's a bit of a mind fuck but it's essentially the way in which things would be hidden in plain sight that if we were to do that to a species say three four five thousand years behind us we find laughable but that species goes hmm like something's up here but we can't pin it 
it's because the the intellectual the um the intellectual knowledge is not there well, that and sounds a lot like uh plato's cave too you have no way of understanding the shadows on the wall because you haven't seen the outside you know right uh, just uh, just to repeat one more time it, it would be like seeing an image of a puma which is actually a panther but you individually interpreted it as a jaguar so it, it makes you think yeah right? Um, there can't possibly be just one evil faction of aliens, though. I mean, okay, so just imagine that this faction of aliens came upon us and said, okay, we're going to fuck with this with this species. They're so far behind us. We mm. can take them over. We can harvest them, whatever, experiment on them. There must be other factions of aliens that are trying to protect yep. us in some way. So there must be some sort of weird war going on because it would be like coming upon a box of puppies and a, a fucking piece of shit psycho finds it and is like, oh, I'm going to torture these puppies or do whatever. But other kids are going to be like, or people would be like, no, fuck you. You're not going to do that. We'll stop you. And it does matter who wins, I guess. But there would be a battle over those puppies at some point, you know, uh, even though the puppies would have no idea what's going on the whole time. I'm not trying yes. to compare us to a box of puppies, but I think when it comes to aliens, we're kind of like a box of puppies. I fully Save agree. Puppies. <laughs> yeah i i fully agree there's i mean there's been documentation and you know what are you eyewitness accounts or military vets that have said you know uh i was there when at the base when the when the pladians came and just a deal simply could not be reached you know um nixon and, and just it didn't work um you know i was there when the andromedans came it just didn't work i was there when other factions of greys came and uh essentially i think you're right jen there's got to be a mix of everything just like you know it's just probability of life right so i think what happened was that this treaty that was signed in the 50s was a major part of my english fuck up and they knew that afterwards eisenhower realized oh fuck um but it was a bit too late so my opinion i'm of the opinion that when i say like this planet's a shit show that's partly what i mean i think you got a lot of good factions trying to help you got a lot of bad ones and constant influence. And a lot of people say, well, if this is what's happening, why, why isn't there some type of kinetic warfare? I mean, we got to think much larger and much smarter than that. Spiritual. If these beings have spiritual, if these beings have time travel tech, if they have the ability to bend space and time, if they have um, trans um, uh, dimensionality, forget kinetic one-on-one, -on -one, one big invasion, take over the planet. You could do so much more for good or for bad in other ways. Yeah. It's yeah. way more insidious than dropping a, a fucking rocket on somebody. Why, and also, why, why? they know that they can't just drop down and say, like, oh, hey, we're benevolent, benevolent beings and you're under attack because half the population would freak the fuck out and then kill other people and do what I, I don't know or kill themselves. I mean, so it would just have a detrimental effect. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you had a time machine and you were able to and I know this sounds ridiculous, but or maybe not. If you apparently this is what these malevolent factions are doing. They're using a time like time uh, machine mechanisms stargates and whatever you want to call them to go back and look at the handful of outcomes that would occur and what they would need to do within said date and time to redirect mass consciousness so that those set of outcomes would fall in line with their agenda and you could do that for both good and bad and if that was the case think about how if we had time travel tech to mess with a species way less uh inferior mm -hmm. than us oh my, it's a joke it, it's well, dude, what about like, so, you know, we mentioned the whole thing with the gray out of treaty and like Eisenhower and these things. It would be fascinating if, because uh, our, our technology really jumped off at that point, right? Like we we started, I mean, the, the technolo 
technological leaps were just snowballing at that point. Um, that might have been something that was disguised as something more passive, something like, you know, like you win some, we win some. Yes. But what if it was to to sort of set this whole thing in motion? Um, because, you know, there's there's theories that like Wi-Fi, um, there's supposedly a patent out there that Wi-Fi will will be able to make it so that like spirits can come into your home yes. and shit like this. And then I like if you yeah. if you're using 23andMe or any yeah. of those DNA services, they're swap, you're getting a swab and off, off of your DNA, they can create your blood and they can use that blood for blood sacrifices that you don't know about. Shit like that. So you know, what's interesting blood. on on the point of I'm sorry to cut you off, but before we yeah, move on the away point from of, of like Wi-Fi and all that shit, I think that like maybe it would be possible that you know this was meant to look like a good thing. You know, humanity gets jumped forward and and we start you know curing diseases, all these things, and then you know it it, it just ends up being kind of a, a shit show at the end of the day. Well, what do you do if you want to surveil a species, for example? Sorry, Mark, that that is is way less uh, superior than you, like more way more inferior, and you want to see how they think. Give them some type of apparatus that is not nearly as advanced as yours that would create a network of some kind. Hence, maybe the internet, and you can yeah, then yeah. watch. You can watch them all from there. You can then quantum physics now warrants us to think about the fact that again, whatever a soul is or may not be, can in fact be paralleled with that of what's called information structures so and that information structure is something that has brought to light again that what's that um that thing they found that was it frozen or quantum entangled and still alive after god knows how long anyways point i'm trying to make is that the, this whole thing of quantum physics I, I think there's a lots of moving parts you got harvard yale the control apparatus to make sure all that stuff doesn't you know if some kid in his garage is able to turn you know water into to, to gas like that guy did in the 90s you know yeah. don't forget about the the uh, english schools too oxford and all those things those are heavy hitters absolutely 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 um mark yeah brother sorry no it's all right i now i feel like i kind of lost train of what i was going to say but um sorry man I didn't on the point of blood that made me interrupt uh ryan sorry about that buddy uh okay someone in my telegram chat sent me this really interesting article about how you know and I, you know allegedly whether you believe in space or not they're using blood to create bricks on mars right yeah they're yeah build infrastructure I, have you heard about this I, I buy that i i know it sounds crazy but i buy it well considering what we talked about when we mentioned or uh, covered iron uh, episode uh what two or three of the uh, elemental philosophorum we learned a, a bunch of stuff about iron i mean it's very um much a part of our blood so maybe that has something to add to it but it's a little out of my range of uh, knowledge but i just thought that was interesting that they're making mud bricks well uh, CIA's, mud, mud bricks cia's got <laughs> crazy shit with that like i mean they're making plants leaves uh have human meat quality or or uh, cow meat quality you know what i mean like you can turn a leaf into a damn steak at this point so that's i mean it's it's insane like leaves bleed the same way that that like a cow would bleed uh with with a lot of science and a lot of tweaks so wow dude it's the whole that's impossible scary. meat agenda bill gates is behind it i know that bill gates is probably some like regional manager some mid-level boss but it's like dude you know the guy is definitely the face for some nefarious shit 
for sure. Seems I to mean, be taking a back a back seat lately, though. I haven't heard much from old Billy Boy in a, in a bit. He's living that he's, bachelor life, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, he's you know, having he's and shit. If I if I could just throw into what Mark and Ryan were saying, the <laughs> the one thing that I found quite consistent, which I I dismissed up until maybe three four months ago as taking seriously, which I should not have, big mistake of mine, uh, was the concept of. Again, it's been ridiculed, but I also think that it's that's partly why um, the the child blood ritual sexual sacrifice. And I say that because there is uh, literature documentation that Hitler, you know, had met the superior uh, man uh, or Superman, whatever the, it was translated to in, from German. Uh, whatever. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect. Yes. Um, he had said, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I covered this on a stream a couple weeks back where he goes, I have met this, the, sorry guys, what's it, the Uber? Ubermensch? Ubermensch. You just had you. a Nazi moment there, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't um, say it all angry though. Ubermensch! <laughs> <laughs> where Hitler goes, I've, I've, I've participated in these rituals. I've seen the, the Ubermensch and he, he is a scary individual. And again, going back to that concept of inversion, it, it seems like, whatever you want to call it magic science that cannot yet be explained on the surface level even though i think our elites know um this whole concept of again eating uh us being food us being cattle of some kind i i just don't see why that may not be the case when we ourselves you know kill chickens you know you name it for meat and stuff and again depends how deep one would want to go but there's some I looked at a couple hours ago with our Patreon community on a Zoom call, a FOIA document talking about the implanting in the brains, but also the feeding of children. So, again, it's apparently they have to be for these alpha draconians, these children preferably have to be alive for them to be eaten. And the, there's an agreement that they'll stay underground as long as we keep feeding them. So, so basically, and, they like their kids medium rare to rare. I, just I like know the way that... that we eat veal, though, like how we harvest young animals. Dude, there are, there's I a certain population. Veal. I don't fuck with veal. <laughs> I don't either. I'm just saying there's there are cultures out there that eat animals alive, or they'll just eat the youngest China. because it's the most tender and they love it. Mm. China's the fucking worst. China. Also, yeah. You know they boil. Go ahead, Ron. Sorry. I was going to ask: Has has anybody here eaten veal? I yeah, know. I don't think I ever have. So yeah. I was forced to as as a child. Ironically, my parents made me eat it on Easter one year when I was like seven. <laughs> yeah, when, when, when if you eat veal and you don't know the story behind it, like that's really good stuff. It's fucked as up. So, as soon as you hear the story and see how these calves are raised, totally okay. not going near it. Well, now, if we now, really want to take it's the same thing. It's the same thing with wagyu beef. They tie them to a pole and they feed them beer. Right. So, so I mean, and, and everybody talks mm -hmm. out, Ooh, Wagyu and Kobe beef. Oh my God. That is so good. You probably would think differently about it. If you saw how this cattle was raised. Well, Kobe is massaged. Like they worship the the cows. Like they, they treat them really, really good from what I heard. Like they massage their muscles. They like tenderize them and shit. So they I heard that. Kobe. They do, yeah, they do. They do treat them very well, but Wagyu, is like they tie the cow or the bull because it's usually this the the males is is what's the meat usually and they tie them to this pole they don't go anywhere they don't they don't walk around they don't get exercise nothing like that what and they feed them it's beer 
and probably leftovers like uh, the byproducts of the brewing process. Mm, right. This is all geez. they eat, right? Yeah. Yeah. It'd the, be great uh, if someone created a meat. It'd be so nice if someone just created a meat where it was like the cow was getting like treated like a rock star all day, dude. Like he was getting sucked off and like all kinds <laughs> of good stuff was going on to this cow. And then you got to eat it because it had a great life. Have well, you obviously, if they're feeding it beer, this cow is shit faced oh, all day. Cute. That's kind of a rock yeah. star thing. <laughs> but oh, I mean, he's, seen a cow. he's probably thinking all deep into like his life, and he's like, "Damn, dude, I need to get clean." And he's just having a hard time. Like, you and the know, cow has a, a, has a therapist, has a therapist yes. that comes in and talks to him. Yeah, anyway, he's on the couch. But, but I know that we're we're talking about this as a joke, but it's not because it goes back to what Dave was saying. Are they just prepping all of us? to be meat mm. are they are they just prepping all of us is this why they're over the last 20 years or 30 years when they invented the food pyramid which we all know is is incorrect yeah how the food pyramid is constructed uh is this their agenda they're feeding us uh whatever it is to to pump us all up right giving us the antibiotics in the food already joe had mentioned before like we heard the reports of how we were going to be able to uh, grow lettuce with the vaccine in it. And now they're saying there's all kinds of other food products that they can grow that will uh, hydroponically, I'm assuming, that could absorb whatever vaccines they want to give us. And we could we could actually eat this unknowingly by thinking that we're doing ourselves good. Oh, we're going to have a salad. Like we're going to have a salad three nights yeah. a week, right? Because it's supposed to be good for us. When the whole time... We're just poisoning ourselves, you know, and I'm not That's telling people don't eat salads, but this technology is something that they're working on. And who knows, maybe they've already had this technology in play. Right. But and I mean, because yeah. I've thought about this. Why, why, why are they presenting us with this kind of food when we know this isn't the kind of food that we should be eating? Impossible this is not what our, this is not what our ancestors ate. Yeah. I think, it, yeah. I think it's all part of a bigger agenda. I really well, do. Ron, there was a there was a thing that was going on. You know, everyone's heard about Event Two Hundred One, but Clade yep. X was this other event that that Event Two Hundred One was the distraction from Clade X. And this is something I just learned. Um, Clade X is literally talking about you know splitting and and crossing over. Um, you know, you can't patent anything that is natural. You can't patent a tomato. You can't patent an, an organic apple. You can't patent those things. But Monsanto was able to patent different strains of these vegetables because they put just a certain percentage of their own uh you know genetically modified ingredient or whatever the fuck the dna the the genetically modified dna was in the original heirloom tomato right now that's a patentable item so what clade x was doing when you know everyone's freaking out about event 201 clade x was actually the thing that no one fucking heard about because that was what clade x was they were talking about yeah, you can put a certain percentage. You can you can create a chimera. You can create any of these things. So, Ron, if you're 99.9% human, but not 100% human, you're not patentable. And now right. you're you're able to be tracked and traced, and they can charge you for air. This is the similar reasons why you're you're not able to collect rainwater because right. it falls through miles and miles of geoengineering. So you can't right. collect that because that water is no longer H2O. It's modified H2O. You know what I mean? It's okay, so so what Monsanto did, and this is why that their seeds were patentable, right? 
they and they modified uh let's just use soybean because soybean was the just the one big thing right they yeah. modified the soybean genetically to where roundup wouldn't kill it and they could spray roundup on their fields kill all the weeds but not kill the soybeans and because they invented that technology therefore they could patent it but what they did was when they discovered that they could do that they could use the same technology for everything that grows tomatoes apples oranges doesn't Humans. matter human well, yeah. a, 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 a monsanto and, field will cross pollinate like your organic field and it will make your shit gmo monsanto products well what, Monsan well what monsanto says that actually in the opposite that that non-gmo organic plants can cross pollinate and screw up their genetically modified see i don't think that genetically modified products are as hardy as oh, an heirloom, as 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 an heirloom item because you know like monsanto like some of their seeds are what they call terminator seeds yeah like they work one time you can't re-germinate them in the old days in the old days when we had gardens my mom would take the seeds out of the tomatoes take the seeds out of the peppers take the seeds out of everything yeah. dry them properly store them and then we would propagate them the next year so we were getting genetically identical like like uh the next generation of that plant so yeah. that so that the stuff was consistent every year that like you got to search for heirloom stuff now and you can't call it or organic if it's not heirloom right but getting back to like people like me like like this theory is that people like me are not 100 percent human right oh, because, oh you aren't yeah, you aren't yeah. definitely why yeah, so people because like of the ira the rh negative factor oh so, shit i'm not 100 percent human either then we know yeah, that no, we talked about that <laughs> jen jen which uh, you are rh negative right Okay. Yeah, I'm A negative. Okay, so you're A negative. Joe, are you are you positive? I am O positive, baby. I'm the most <laughs> non-unique person here. Okay, well, I don't know what I am. Well, let me ask you guys a question because I'm not absolutely sure on this. And we were actually discussing this. Actually, Mark and I were discussing this. Uh, because Mark said, Well, I don't know if Joe and Jen have kids. And I said, Yeah, Joe and Jen have kids. I said, I don't know if they have kids together, but I know Jen has a daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. we and, don't have kids together. Okay, so, so were you wondering okay. about positive and negative people having kids? No, we were we were no. talking about I forget what we were talking about, but it was like totally tangential. We weren't like, oh, does Joe and Jen like we didn't start the conversation about No, I you think guys, we were but... no no, I think we were talking <laughs> cool, about though. I think we were having we were talking about uh, having kids in the house on the holidays and things like that. Right. <clears throat> but I know, but I know that Joe has kids and Jen has kids, but, but my question, like, like Jen, with your RH negative, like if you and Joe were to have, try to have negative, kids. Right? Yeah. If you, if you and Joe were going to try to have kids, you would have difficulty because of the positive and the negative where Jen being the female is the negative you would have to get the rogram shots and, and all these other things so so that all right so so okay so you did so you've been through that well because they don't know what the it doesn't matter what the guy is it, they don't know what blood type the baby is so if the woman has is rh negative they just give you the shot in your hip automatically because they have no clue what the baby is and your body will attack the baby 
if yes. if it's positive. Yeah. So my daughter happens to be a negative as well, but I still got the shot. So whatever. Right. But my point is though, <laughs> your body rejects that fetus because it views that fetus as being alien to your body. Mm. Yeah. So, so, so this is, so negative, this is where this, Jen yeah. is, yeah. Jen is and I am. I thought you just said you're A negative. That's our negative, negative is a negative. Any Neg negative is RH any, negative. Any negative is RH negative. It's just mine. Oh. You're just missing the rhesus factor. So it's yeah. So there's A positive, A negative, B positive, B negative, AB positive, AB negative, whatever. That and that's oh, just the main okay. blood types. There's like a bajillion blood types that oh, people yeah. don't and, talk and, about. And but... then you have the straight blood types that are neither. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was something yeah. different. Can I add to the Monsanto thing that Ron was speaking on um, with respects to Edward Snowden? He had, as part of the many thousands and thousands of, of documents and data that he leaked, uh, obviously, as we now know to be as, you know, the Snowden paper, whatever you want to call it, uh, back in 2013. This is when it gets interesting. There's a document, as I'm, as many of them were overlooked, but there's a document that I, I have. I, I, I encourage you guys to check it out. It's called the Nano Domestic Quell document from the um nsa he said it was legitimate and the reason why he had to say that was because part of the logo i have the document on my computer upstairs was um was falsified in in case that project or that document leaked out so they could you know plausible deniability right it's not our official logo look it's just some hoaxer whatever right um part of that document talks about how there are uh, nano morgellons and other uh, instances of being inserted into the food and the water, but it, it gets even better or worse, depending how you look at it. There's a particular product that the document does not mention. And it talks about how this product, whatever it is from DARPA needs to be inserted. It says in the document, uh, hold on, do I have it? Oh, wait, I have it open in the back here. Um, and I quote, um, national uh, nano domestic quell protocols for phase four. Uh, uh, DTFN estimated rates in phase four updated compliance, current total infection rate for United States general population, 87.2%. It then continues on to say we need 9.9% .9 increase in PepsiCo, uh, uh, but they're not saying what they're putting in it. Uh, Seattle Municipal, LA Municipal, a 4.1% increase in Coca-Cola. Uh, wait, can I share my screen, guys? Is that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, hold on. Cool. Yeah, down down bottom, Dave. There's a share, screen share button. Sure, perfect. Thank you. Share screen. Oh yeah, you should be good to go on that. To, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, good. Okay, hold it's on. It's a little Let's different do. than Zoom, but it's kind of the same. Click share and then. Yeah, sorry. I just got to give permission very quickly. Um, oh. Boom. There we go. Oh darn it. Okay, sorry. It's saying I have to restart my browser. Sorry, guys. Um, Weird. Wait. It's it's on my end, some dumb security protocols, because I'm not normally wow. on this laptop anymore. I'm usually on desktop upstairs. Um, but essentially, yeah, it's the nano. I can put it in the Telegram chat after if you guys would like the legit. Yeah, chat. that would be great. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, no problem. And you got to see it says, you know, we got to increase this percentage in Pepsi, this percentage in this. And Snowden tweeted about it in 2013. He goes, we can't get funding for our vets, but the nano domestic quell bots are, are out to, to get you. And he tweeted this. And it just just went away. And this is what I went to an hour and a half ago about the whole genie out of the bottle thing. This is great that, you know, all these people are having this conversation, but I'm not saying that we should be the ones to be looked up to. But I think that conversations like what we're having right now is what's needed in, in on a mass scale. 
because I think people are waking up, but I'm of the opinion it might be a little too slow. Um, and, and strangely enough, we all sound like crazies to those that, you know, watch CNN and read the New York Times every day. Um, I'm cool with it. Dave, does it does it give any hint as to what this nanobot is? Um, let me hold Morgellons. I'm Jesus. I wish I could share it. Um, oh yeah, no. Uh, tell me, tell me what to look up, and I'll. Uh, do you have a? Oh sure. Head to um, DuckDuckGo. Uh, put, obviously, put a link in the uh, put a link in the private chat. I could probably put, pull it up there. Perfect. Okay, so I'm going to send two two documents. One of them is Project Flickr from 2010, where the FBI refused to investigate high-level NASA, DOD, CIA, NSA, Pentagon officials for child pornography um, and sexual and um, and uh, actually raping kids in their homes. The the FBI, there's a, it's called Project Flickr. The FBI just said, ah, we got to focus our resources elsewhere. I just find it interesting that these pedophilia angles suddenly just get pushed under the rug. I don't That's think it's what the like, fucking Afghanistan war was too, dude. Like if you yeah. really look into it, the yeah, Taliban is, was yeah. trying to fight against this group that was that was in Afghanistan trying to fuck kids, and the United States Army was defending the pedophiles over there in Afghanistan for twenty fucking years, dude. Yep. Uh, the Taliban also eradicated the heroin trade over there too. Yeah. Until we got, until we got back in. It's like when you find out that you're the bad guys, it kind of sucks. You know what I mean? It does kind of suck. Uh, okay, so here's the link to the uh, nano domestic quell document. And if right. you go, with, cool. let me, uh, oh, yeah, you guys put it on your end. Yeah, hang on. Oh, no man. problem. Oh. You guys got to see this. I mean, there's a final page that the someone online attached Snowden's tweets just to, you know, corroborate all of it. But I am just going to say that I think that Snowden is controlled opposition. He's uh, supposedly Mark Zuckerberg's cousin. I, I think, could see that. I mean, I could see that. I Whoa, think that, hang on. Whoa, that's like a little... Uh, <laughs> that happened last time, too. <laughs> All right, we can see it now, right? Yeah? Yep. Yep. All right, cool. I got to get so, my mouse. From June uh, 2013, yeah. Yeah, keep scrolling down. Uh, there we go. That's the page I was initially reading off of, but there's more. You want me to zoom in a little bit so you can read it? Uh, if that's sure, if that's cool. Uh, yeah, you see projected infection. It doesn't say infection of what though. Projected infection for general U.S. populace by January 2014 is estimated to reach 98 percent. Total infection for ages 18 and above may reach 99 percent. So, I'm not trying to, to to discourage anyone, and I say this to myself as well to play devil's advocate. But if you're like, I mean, if people talk about the vaccine. Uh, you know, I got some family that say, Dave, if they wanted to really mess with us, they put it in the water and the food. My answer to that is I think they're doing all of it. Like, why? Why not do all of it? Like, yeah. why? In the air. Right. And like Mark said, you got all these moving pieces relative well, to time and all that. To, you to bring up someone in my uh, Telegram chat, a separate person, uh, again, uh, a different person this time, though, mentioned that he's in texas i think he said he was in austin texas or maybe houston i always get those two confused but he was saying that they've found uh extreme levels of covid in the water supply in water. texas right so mm -hmm. people are even you know getting this fear uh stricken into their water supply now whether it's true or not whether it's there or not i don't know but uh yeah, yeah. so this, did is, they, did this they is all PCR for water for that yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they set up a giant PCR test in the and they call it a dam. They can it's, find it's COVID in anything. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, so that document, they're talking about putting it in the municipal water supplies, oh. too. Yep, and Nestle, yeah. Coca-Cola. Uh, the, the thing is, though, is unfortunately, Ron, to answer your question, they they don't seem to even say, but I'm I'm sure it's not for our benefit. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. Well, obviously, this is another rabbit hole we all need to jump down. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's fucking that 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 hard, dude. Sorry? Was that Hewlett Packard's patent? Yeah, they got again. This go even going back to the whole thing of what we were talking about with you know you and me, Ron. That example of a company or whatever you give it to only a handful of companies in private industry, so it doesn't have to be publicly documented or archived, right? HP, Xerox, um, uh, Lockheed Martin, General Electric, Raytheon, all these fucking guys, all the ones. Shout out Raytheon, they're my town. Oh yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> fucking assholes. <laughs> all these guys, man, you know, BlackRock, all these ones that are cozy, cozy with each other. It just keep yep. it in the circle. Just keep it in the oh, circle. Oh, did you guys did you guys see where Vanguard systems got hacked into? You no. know, you're talking about you're talking about BlackRock. Well, BlackRock and Vanguard, they work together. Hence the joke on our show when we say Blackguard. Nah. <laughs> so, so so BlackRock and Vanguard, and I was watching CNBC this morning. Uh and down on the banner, it said something to do with uh, uh, Vanguard's, uh, some part of their computer system was was hacked into, or, or it was down, in air quotes. Uh, and, 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 you know, they control a lot of people's money. So so that comes back to what we were talking about earlier in the show of, like, uh, how, your Cron- how Cronus is, is down, and these other payment systems are down. And it could be part of Vanguard's payment system that was down. So something's fixing to happen. I mean, are we going to get into any? Uh, I mean, are we going to get into any predictions for the following That's, year? I was actually going to flow right into that since we're hitting almost about two hours here, and we've barely gotten into any predictions. We kind of started off at the beginning, but Dave, busting the seams. I, go sure, for I, it. I hate to, I hate to, to, to leave that a cliffhanger. Unfortunately, I, I got a jet, but I did as promised. I sent the second link to the Operation Flicker which was uh, and also sorry one more thing i want to send over pertaining to that operation interestingly enough uh there's a handful believe it or not of articles that are still up pertaining to this um operation flicker you gotta give one prediction before you go too just a quick one man don't what's in store for 2022 it could even Uh, be that uh you know the days are gonna get shorter a beautiful, honestly, and I, mean, I personally, I mean this, a beautiful shit show. Uh, I think a lot of people who are coming into their own, whether it's spiritually, intellectually, or otherwise, or are realizing, wait, why do I got to work this nine to five job when, you know, we could do crowdfunding to start, you know, to help each other out in a community of some sort. I think it's going to be a lot of that. And I think the people that are simply not, I guess you could say, meant to excel are going to go even down more of a depraved hole. Just my opinion. But I think it's that's why I say beautiful shit show. I think it really depends. That's kind of like how it always is. But are you going to drop these into our uh, Telegram chat? By the way, join Telegram if you want. Absolutely, I'm going to do it right now. I just want to get that. Um, I'll, I'll drop it in the Telegram as well too. But the uh, unless they got rid of it, there were some documents pertaining to the Hill and and um, I forgot who else. I think it was New York Post, but they they had covered it essentially and there was no no charges were laid nothing nothing wow 
Dude, yeah. you are a wizard at finding documents. It's crazy. I don't even know how you I I, I risk a lot. Of, I I risk a lot of my thing on the on the dark web. So I mean, oh yeah, Dave, I'd like to Dave, I'd like to show you had me on, and we went over the alien documents. Oh, that yeah. was crazy. That was yes. Okay, I'm gonna send another document in there uh, where it's about a, a a guy basically Paul Benowitz was reporting stumbled upon a top secret alien human hybrid program. And he had to, he documented all of it, submitted his report, and they just said nothing because they're like, shit, you stumbled across something you weren't supposed to. And Didn't but they he gaslight was, the fuck out of that guy too. Later on, they gaslighted the shit out of him. Yeah. 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 That was a weird story. Very weird. Anything where there's weirdness. Did you cover that one? Yeah. I heard yeah. What's that? Anything yeah. where there's weirdness, whether it's Phil Schneider, you name it, I'm not. Uh, again, again, like I said, there's consistencies amongst different generations of people, right? And if this is all one big disinfo campaign, I will gladly say I've been duped, but I don't, I, I don't think so. Maybe because yeah. I don't want to think so. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll all find out soon, right? That's it. Well, guys, I, I want to thank you so much. I hope all of you have a great yeah, thanks, uh, new year. Um, Mark, we'll talk next week. Ron, gotta have you on. Joe and Jen, of course, uh, gotta have you on if you guys are free next week. And Ryan, we gotta hook up, man. For sure. Um, Definitely, man. Sounds good. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Dave. Right, thanks, Dave. Yeah, see you, Dave. Much love, Take brother. We'll see you. All right, Ron, we're gonna pivot to you. What's your uh, quick prediction for next year or two or three or whatever you got? Next week, next year, meaning in a couple of days. Yes. So, uh, okay. So here's something that I feel pretty strongly on, and and I've talked to a lot of people. A lot of people disagree with me, but I think what what we're going to see in the next coming year, I think I think like Ryan said, some shit's going to hit the fan in January, probably February. I think the next couple of months is going to get a little interesting, but I think you're going to find, and once we start getting into March, April, May, this whole COVID narrative is is going to be totally unraveled. I think we're going to be, I think, I think they're going to be phasing out the, uh, just my theory, they're going to be phasing out the vaccines. They already know that they're killing people. They know that the vaccines don't work. Now, all of a sudden, we're getting Pfizer and Merck that are getting FDA approval. Uh, Pfizer mostly, but I know Merck is also working on this. Uh, they're rebranded ivermectin pill uh, so that they could start charging people for something that would not, would just be an OTC drug, right, over the counter. And, uh, and they're going to say, OK, well, this is what you need to take now, because they, you know, they 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 won't admit that uh, that the, I, the IV ivermectin works. So now that they're going to come out with their own brand of the pill, they're going to phase out the vaccine. This whole vaccine protocol and uh, it's just a shit show. Right. Like if up here in New Hampshire, like they're pushing like like we have really high numbers, you know, allegedly up here. Uh, and now, of course, they're saying it's the kids that are having the high numbers. Because, of course, they're pushing to get the kids vaccinated, right? The kids are out of school this week. They're going to go back and be the, the super spreaders. But but I think what's going to happen is this whole agenda is going to unravel. Uh, people are waking up. People are smartening up. People who have even taken taken the jabs are now deciding they're not taking anymore. They're done. Uh, and I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, in, my, in my opinion, and I said this on New York Patriot show, if we didn't have a vaccine to begin with, we probably would have been out of COVID by now. Now, so so you'll see that this COVID-19 virus, whatever it is, is starting to slowly cycle out. We've gone through all the different Antarctic islands. And, you know, we've, we've gone through the Delta. 
Now we got the Omicron. Every time it comes back, it's more transmissible, but it's a lot weaker. So what's the next variant down the road, down the road, down the road? It's cycling itself out. Uh, just my theory. We're going to be done with that. They're going to try to hit us back with global, uh, global warming, climate change, whatever they want to call it. They, they're going to work that one. And, and, and I just don't know what's the next thing's going to be after that. Like, so we need to start looking at whatever events are coming up, whatever drills are coming up, whatever theories are coming out. That's the stuff we have to be prepared for. They're already warning us that food prices are going to go through the roof. Mm-hmm. Gasoline obviously has gone through the roof. Heating oil here in the Northeast is a big thing this time of year. I mean, I heat my home with heating oil. So, you know, and I'm paying over twice this year what I paid last year. Yeah, so, mine's you know, through the roof too. It's yeah, insane. Yeah. No, I'm paying, uh, <clears throat> it's like three bucks a gallon for heating oil. When I first moved into my house, the first time I filled my barrel, it was 59 cents a gallon for heating oil. Oh. You're showing right. your age, Ron. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying back then, I mean, diesel fuel was always less than gasoline. Heating oil was like next to nothing. Kerosene was a few bucks more because kerosene you could store outside in a mm. barrel where heating oil you can't because it'll freeze. Anyways, I, I just think I just think the virus is cycling out. They'll be phasing out the vaccines and it's probably going to take six to nine months for the mobs to decide that we need to go after these people that have been pushing this agenda. I think 2022 is going to be a good year on that front, but we're going to have to go through some bad times and a total shit show to get to the other side. That's Ron Stradamus's prediction for 2022. Perfect. I, I think Ron. we're kind of in agreement on that. Ryan, what do you got for uh, for the next 12 months to to 10 years? Yeah, dude. So I uh, I definitely I would agree with a lot of what Ron's saying. Um, it does seem for sure that. You know, the, with the way that the variants have been really propped up, uh, the two that we really know about are Delta and Omicron, right? And what's kind of interesting, if you look into this, I'm sure that, you know, maybe you've heard this whole concept, but if you look at the all-seeing eye, um, the symbolism in that, you've got the pyramid with the rays of light behind it and the eye inside. Delta is the pyramid. That's what Delta is. That's the symbolism of Delta. Omicron is also an I, and then Corona oh, with the dot in it, huh? Well, no, Omicron I... is is literally represented by the I, right? I mean, like that's, oh fuck, that's uh, uh you know I I, heard, I forget where I heard that, but then I did a little digging into it. But yeah, Omicron means I, and then uh, so you have the Delta with the Omicron inside, and then Corona being the the rays of light behind the all seeing eye. So you have the full all seeing eye right there. Um, I think that the next strain, dude, I don't think it's going to be coronavirus. I think it's going to be something different that they're going to brand as COVID. And it is actually going to be pretty harmful. Um, that's why I take vitamins. That's why I try and, you know, take, you know, little supplements and stuff to try to stay as healthy as possible. Um, I'm a firm believer that alcohol actually helps as well. So I, sure. I, I stay very, uh, you know, uh, you know, good on that as well. But, uh, dude, you know. 2022, I think a major false flag, honestly. I think something's going to go down. Um, we, we're we due for one. Um, the country is very united. Or, I'm sorry, the country is very, you know, fucking like at each other's throat. And I think that the way that these like geopolitical events work, they need something to uh, try to at least unite us in some sort of way. 
if you think about it, it could be like, you know, you know, we were fighting, but this chaos just went down. Now's the time to just see the right side on the vaccines. Take the vaccines because we've all been just fighting. We've been at each other's throat. Uh, 9-11 on steroids just happened. So let's just, you know, let's put our differences aside and get the vaccine. Take care of your neighbor, so to speak. Right. <laughs> um, I also uh, think. Story, yeah. Oh, Mary. But I do think that Joe Biden is going to pass away this year. I really do. Um, whether it's natural causes, whether it's something crazy. I, I do not want that to happen. Obviously, I really don't. Like, I'm not even joking. I, I think that that is always a bad look on the country when a president dies. Uh, not only was he elected in a year ending in zero, which every single president, including Bush, has at least had some sort of situation go down uh, where they almost die. Um, but yeah, dude, I think that, you know, Biden's probably going to pass away. Um, false flags, massive, massive, uh, you know, virus that goes around or disorder, disease, whatever, uh, that's going to be branded as a new COVID strain. Those are my my top three right there. Nice. Not bad. That was really, fun. Yes. <laughs> Mark, lighten us up, dude. Come on. What, oh, what's your man, stoner, I, you know, I had a feeling that's why you guys were saving me for last and i hate to disappoint but i'll try to lighten it up but uh yeah i mean you know not to give up too much personal information but i have family members that work in new york city i don't live more than an hour's drive away from new york city and i can tell you from what i've heard them talking about it sounds like uh you know a, a philip k dick novel like they're they're dealing with these passports they're dealing with all of these restrictions and it's it's weird you know and i think what that's going to do it's going to stir things up i mean i already have heard word that australians have had enough you know and and if we all remember back in 2019 there was the whole yellow jacket movement people were uh you know in the streets for uh, you know, variety of reasons. So I think this is all evidence to me that we are going through, I don't want to say an age of enlightenment, but we're heading towards a golden age in the sense that we've never been as connected as we are now. And yeah, the metaverse, all that. I didn't want to jump in, but I really don't buy into all that. I think there's still like years uh, away from ever getting that to be something that people would end up, you know, leaving their real life, physical waking life to spend their whole life in a virtual world. So I think, you know, we are heading towards some good stuff, but it's going to take a lot of crazy, you know, like Ron and, and Ryan saying unraveling uh, and maybe even like rioting in the streets or whatever, you know, we already saw that in 2020 for sure for different reasons. So uh, and I think that's part of the the cover story too that the media plays it is they give us this story that we're all divided and that's true to some extent but I think most of us uh, within certain means are all in agreement on you know how we expect our government to treat us uh, at the bare minimum you know regardless of the rules and restrictions and all the little subtleties we don't want our human rights infringed upon right and that's definitely been happening under the guise of our our own good. And once people start waking up to that, unfortunately, uh, here's the disappointing part, I think it's gonna happen through people unfortunately passing away. You know, People who've gotten this uh, injection are going to start passing away and they're calling them heart attacks and all this other stuff like they have been. 
using the hospital's trickery and all the little ins and outs of all that nonsense that goes on with uh, medical insurance and the big pharmaceutical companies. So there's going to be a lot of uh, of sobering realities that many Americans are going to face. And I think a lot of uh, people are going to be turning towards alternative sources of media, just like they did for the past two years. So that's you know, good in a sense for us, which is why to keep it positive, I want to be, you know, putting my mind into some of these books and, and exploring certain topics that aren't as, uh, you know, depressing as the, you know, current events can lead you to think the world is because there are so many fascinating, uh, you know, routes we can go down and find some really amazing things that might be going on to this day, like Chaz of the Dead, who I know you guys are all familiar with. I just had him on the show fascinating stuff i had never heard uh, about his work before in his book and i think stuff like that with breakaway civilizations you're going to see people start to you know maybe as a result of everything that's gone on start creating real uh breakaway civilizations in the sense of uh, an intentional community that's self-sustaining and and able to operate without mainstream society's help and maybe alternative sources of information like this one, we're creating the infrastructure for people to go about meeting people to, you know, create these like-minded groups and uh, take the power back. This Chaz's book, take the power back from, you know, the, uh, the powers that be that have made a monopoly out of the media, you know, and that's kind of the, the thorn in their side uh, with this whole thing is they can't control what we're saying and they can't control the technology. And I just had a conversation with uh, Matt Raymer, who's a friend of all of us because of the work he's doing, whether you know him or not, uh, he's helping content creators back their content up. So if you do have an unfortunate event, like what happened to my friend Sam, uh, you know, with tinfoil hat, YouTube getting taken off, uh, you know, overnight pretty much and all those videos. I mean, I don't want to say they're lost, but uh, I don't know. You know, we, I mean, there's some, I think some of them are on, um, on his tinfoil hat, uh, com, but, uh, but there's a couple I noticed 10 or 12 videos that just, you know, they were banned by YouTube and they're just gone, you know, like somebody doesn't have the file or whatever, you know, maybe it's just the, you know, secretary work that needs to be done. But either way, I think we're heading towards uh, a wild west of the internet. Thanks to guys like Matt Raymer who are doing really cool stuff. And I mean, this for instance is on Rockfin, a totally new uh, infrastructure along with crypto, which is <laughs> baffling to me. I'm sure you guys saw my, uh, you know chat today i'm like how the heck do we take this ray coin and turn it into usds because i need to pay my car bill like you know got some <laughs> money in there and i i don't know i mean I, well, from what i've heard i gotta spend half of it just to convert it to us dollars so it's a little yeah. baffling but uh but it's a new world that we're heading into for better or worse and i think with our help uh and everybody who listens to the show we can make it for better and not worse well, what a great that way to That was a great way to turn it, that negative, spin. into a positive. I, I love that. I only have one prediction for 2022, and that is that uh, a giant asteroid will hit and destroy everything. Oh, wait. Are we doing what we think is going to happen or what we wish is going to happen? Yes. Okay. Well, either way, I think it, there, it might. I mean, with that new movie that came out, it's pre-programming as shit, the Don't Look Up movie. 
I oh saw it God. last. I saw it last night, Joe. In, I, in I thought whole, it was in, great. But... I, me too. And the whole time, I'm like, predictive programming. Yeah. What, what did you think of the guy that was playing like the Steve Jobs? Okay. He I'm reminded gonna... me of Joe Biden a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, but, and, but and the president but reminded me of Jill though. Biden. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, a but, little smarter. But He's... the cell phone guy was really like an intelligent, like a like a cross between Steve Jobs and an Elon Musk, right? He's like, he, okay, oh, that's what I think. I think I just gotta get up and use the restroom. <laughs> yeah. I said to Joe, I said, I, I think that that reminds me of if Steve Jobs and Joe Biden had a baby because of right. the way he talks and the way he acts. Sorry, but yeah. go ahead. But in, in all seriousness, I oh go ahead. No, you go ahead, dude. Oh no, I was gonna say my only actual theory on next year is some kind of like we were talking about at the beginning, some kind of cyber attack or some massive malfunction, even if it's only for a couple days or couple hours something that really shuts down the infrastructure of the internet and maybe global economic you know functions and all that stuff i i just see that coming i i think they've been building up to it klaus schwab alluded to it you guys have to look into china too china has a three-step plan and multiple plans that they're trying to take over the world with that they've already started in progress the 2016 to 2018 and then there's a 2025 i don't know what's supposed to be happening right now 2025 is where they're going to start taking the countries around them and giving them gracious lines of credit so that they'll be super indebted to them and then they'll just take over and it will just pave the way for Chinese politics. And then Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan will all kind of be just annexed by China. And then they're planning in 2035 of taking over Europe. And that was by from someone who escaped one of the camps. She was a Kazakh woman who was in a re-education camp that's like all I've been reading lately. So She's been keeping these are it real, real light and plans. Positive. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, but... Jen, send us some of that. Put some of that information in the telegram, the telegram chat. I can. So, it's from a nine-hour audio book that I listened to while I was working, but I can or, uh, or send pull us, some stuff out of send it. Send us the name. Yeah, because that sounds real interesting to me. Listen, we're already we're already into China for literally billions and billions and billions of dollars. I know. And so we, we are acting like China, yeah. though. And their politics are insane. You guys should all read this book, honestly. it's It was a nine-hour audio book, but well worth it. She does talk about her family a little bit, and I was like, okay, let's get on with it. But what it does is it, it kind of paves the way for you to listen to how their family lived and how their society was and how China built walls around this little village and then made this little village in Kazakhstan act Chinese and then beat the shit out of the citizens and then kind of kidnapped them. And then they all were forced to kind of move into the cities. And then they did. No big deal. Then they had to become party members to the CCP and then talk about their grievances in public at work. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I hope everyone forgives me for my sins against the CCP. I didn't pay my dues this month. And they have to say this at work. And it's so embarrassing and stupid. And then she gets kidnapped and taken to a camp. But she's made to be a head teacher there because she's a head teacher in China already. And she's fluent in Kazakh and Chinese and Uyghur. And she knows how to speak all of the languages. So they treat her like, sort of better but like not so much i mean she just witnesses multiple tortures and murders and rapes and she has to just like straight face like not look or react or respond you can't you're not allowed to have any reaction or you get beaten and she does for having reactions same, it's same things that the nazis did when they had the uh yeah uh, the jewish the jewish sonda commando 
Yeah, so ironically, Germany Germany was the first country to speak out against what China's doing right now. Like they were the first people to stand up against like the Uyghur and Kazakh camps. It's like, hey, you took that out of our playbook without our permission. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, but it's just, it's very interesting. But they they have this whole plan. She was made to read these documents and teach these to these people. And then the higher up CCP members would burn the documents so that she would be forced to just learn it. She didn't get to like study. You know, they were just like, read this, don't react and teach it tomorrow. And then they would watch her the next day. So she she was a chief witness. The book is called Chief Witness. She was a chief witness to, I think, the UN or something. She went and spoke out against these camps and talked about what was happening in China. And 23 countries, I think, um, spoke out against China immediately. And then 37 countries immediately stood up for China after that, which is insane after hearing this testimony no like stood up for them like supported china 23 stood against and 37 stood with them and we're like fuck it we're with china (laughs) so that's where our country's headed can't wait for everything fuck china that's all my that's i I don't think that they have anything going on i'm totally pulling that sound clip out and putting it in the soundboard fuck china (laughs) please fuck china Fuck China. <laughs> Bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah, dude. Well, thanks Love for you. joining us, you guys. We're yeah, gonna wrap it you. up. Sorry, uh, I know we it's are. A while. <laughs> oh, we are over two hours. Holy shit! What a can hell of a. I, can I show you guys something show. that I've been working yeah. on while we've been talking? Oh yeah. yeah. What is it? This is a uh, crystal. I don't know. Maybe the light's not so great, but it's a crystal wire app I'm working on. Oh, oh, nice. I forgot you're making those. Did you? So is this the first one or do you have more? Because I'm going to buy one as soon as your website's live. Thank you. Yeah, it's all on the website. So uh, go to what my family yeah. thinks I'm crazy dot com. And there's a okay. little uh, link in there that says like uh, buy our art you know, on the front page. So. Yeah, nice that's plug. awesome. I, I got a plug for Ryan. I'm wearing my uh, Government is the Virus shirt available hey. exclusively at DangerousWorldStore.com. Thank you. Also, I'm pretty sure he wore that um, to Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner this holiday season. I wear season. it anywhere hey. I can make people uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. has... um, our family wasn't uncomfortable. They were like, where can we get those? <laughs> it has festive colors. Like mine's got the lime green lettuce. It stay... looks just like a, it's like a Christmas tree. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> thank you guys. All right, you guys. Thank you guys. Yeah, we will uh guys. happy new year and happy new year to all the listeners and all the listeners of all these podcasts. Thanks for being with us this whole year. I mean, I, I it's a great great feeling to know there's more people than us that are talking about crazy shit. But Ryan, Ron, Mark, Dave, who's not here anymore. Bye, buddy. Uh thanks for joining us and we will I mean, we'll catch you real soon. Probably next year, I'm assuming. But yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Good job. Tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. All right. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.